Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Um, Ross Ballard on James Wales show. I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> and what a nice man. What a nice man. You hear so many bad stories about these rock and roll stars, but he was a very, very nice man. We'll see if we'll see if he will come on the show at some point. We'll give it a month or so, a couple of months. We'll get him in and we'll have a, we'll have a, a, a longer chat with him. What a nice guy. Um, good evening, dear listener. Late night alternative. I'm Ian Lee. Who are you? I'm Catherine Boyle. Uh, Amy is on the telephones. We were off last night. We are in tonight. We are in tomorrow night. Oh three, four four. Four nine nine one thousand. Now, when did the first um, Surviving R. Kelly come out? This time last year, we were talking. No, about, yeah, it was remember? a year. We spoke to producer Tamara Simmons. I was going to say six months ago. Mm-hmm. It was a year, January. Um, and um, we know loads of you watched the first series, a season, um, because we had Tamara on the producer, and Kath and I. I'm obsessed with it. I think downplays. The seriousness of it. it makes it sound like you're watching, you know, you're watching a, a, a box set. It was, it was a horrendous documentary series yeah. talking about R. Kelly, 
the singer and his abuse of young women and girls. Right. So in the first series, they heard from a number of women, including his former wife, giving testimony about the kind of conditions they were living under when they were living with R. Kelly. And a lot of those women had got together with R. Kelly when they were well underage. And so now there is season two uh-huh. is out, is coming out. It's about... It's out. It's called The Reckoning. It was on Lifetime. I'm really staggered that this is not being picked up by one of the terrestrials. This, I, mean, I do not understand why this is not like front page news yeah. over here. Because we're talking now 40 odd women who've come forward basically telling the same stories about living with R. Kelly, about, uh, you know, being kind of charmed by him. Some of them were encouraged to um, stick around with him and spend time alone in the studio because they were going to further their careers in music. He said he was going to put it, you know, put his support behind them. Now, season two is out. I haven't seen it. I've seen the first episode, but you've seen yeah, all seen of it? it? Yeah, I've seen the whole thing. Where are, where does that take us? Well, this time last year, R. Kelly was denying everything. Yes. Okay, And, you know, he'd been, he'd settled with a number of women in the past. It had been a rumour, I mean, more than rumour, in the music industry. He'd been a joke back in the 90s. Oh, of course, there was the, the, the video of him urinating on a 14-year-old girl that was, was doing the rounds and somehow th- th- he managed to avoid conviction for that. And that was a gag. That was the punchline to a gag, you well, know. Is, so. is, is R. And, Kelly having a piss? That and, that, was a... and that video was circulating and people were laughing about it. And yeah. it's a girl, 14-year-old girl there. Um the picture's very different now. R. Kelly's now in prison awaiting trial. I believe that's going to happen in April mm. on so many charges. We're talking sex abuse charges, um, the possession of child abuse images. They mm. call it child pornography. It's not child no, pornography. No, 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 They're no, child no, abuse no. images. He, uh, one of the allegations made in this documentary is that he films everything. Yeah. And, you know, these videotapes could be the thing that undo him. Now, we have a guest coming up. Now, you are at an advantage over me is that you have seen the thing. So, we, yeah. this gentleman that we're going to speak to now, just before we bring him on, and he's on the line waiting, tell, tell me in the listening exactly who he is and what his role is in so this. So, by the end, of R. Kelly's time as a free man, mm. there were two women left in his household. Two yeah. women. Um, one of them, Joycelyn, one of them, Asriel. Asriel got together with Clary, uh, with um, R. Kelly when she was 17 and right. she spent five years. And during that time, her parents were trying to get in touch with her. Yeah, yeah. They were worried about her. They were concerned. And there was no contact. Very little. Right. They were hearing rumours. They had contact at the start. Well, I'll let, I'll let Angelo, um, well, we've, we've Asriel's got, dad, tell you. We've got Angelo on the line. Hey, Angelo, nice to talk to you, man. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well. You're in Florida, are you? Um, in LA right now. Hey, but listen, b- before we get onto the heavy stuff, it's freezing cold and it's grey over here. What's the weather like over there? It's warm, it's nice. There we go, nice this time. is it. We just just, just <laughs> needed to touch that LA sunshine. Hey, thank you so much for joining us, Angela. I, I, I really appreciate your time. Yeah. Catherine, go on. We were both really struck, Angelo, with the determination and the dignity that you and yeah. your wife fought with. Because it was a fight, wasn't it, for five years to get some word about Asriel's safety, at least. Well, this is the, the thing. Uh, you know, it, she's not, she's not um, quite safe yet. You know, if you look at it, if y'all, y'all make y'all a talk radio, I'm sure y'all see some of these um, relentless and idiotic um, people that follow and support this man and has no compassion to any of these victims, any of the families, and are brutal, brutal on the Internet trying to uh, intimidate, threaten, you know, sabotage people's jobs, people's businesses. 
I mean, this is this is nonstop. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, uh, even though my daughter's out of it, it's more harassment and and and, and threat than I've ever witnessed. And me going face to face with all of them with him on the street. We're gonna I never we're, went through this, Angela. We'll go back in a minute and talk about exactly what happened. But you, you mentioned the internet. I haven't seen this, but knowing the internet as I do, I'm guessing people are saying that it's Azriel's fault that she led him on. That somehow it's 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 her. She's to blame, and that she's being rude about R. Kelly. And R. Kelly's a great singer, and we should just let him do what he wants right. to do. Is that the kind of stuff? Exactly. Man exactly. You hit it on the head. And uh, like any man, any man, I don't care who, who it is and what creed color you are, you're a man. Can't no child, I don't care if they 17, 16, 15, 14, 13, whatever their age is, can take advantage of a man. A man has to allow himself to be uh, put in a predicament where he has to either pursue the young uh uh, individual, or shut it down. He, his preference is young women that he choose to do whatever he has to do to um, get their attention and win them over. And nobody is to blame for nothing that goes on. Not a parent, not a victim, not nobody. Until you blame him. We can't even have a conversation unless you admit or anyone admits or at least identify that this man made men uh, uh, choices as a grown man, the same way he ran his music enterprise as a grown man. We're not going to take him outside of being a grown man now because he made bad business choices, and that made him now a pedophile uh, 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 involved in pedophilia, and he didn't know because he can't read or he can't do this. That's just excuses. You made success for 30 years. You provided for your family that you have no contact for, for the existence of them. So it's no excuse now that you, he has to face his truth of his, his pedophilia, and now everybody is forgetting um, all the things that he consciously did himself. Now they want to blame it's the kids, it's the parents, it's the friends, it's the enablers. It's no, it's him. He made the choice. He made the same logical choices for the enablers to say, you get paid this week or you're not getting paid. See, because if you function enough to understand that, you function enough to understand, no, that's not right. And listening to somebody tell you that's not right, that's a child. He got staff members that's, that's, that's going to court against him and, gonna, and let uh, everybody know the world as well telling the truth that he knew these young ladies' ages, and he still pursued it the way he pursued it. Mm-hmm. But that's on him. He could have did what he was supposed to do, the God gift that he gave, the God talent he gave, to be a music uh, um, messiah. And, and he, he fulfilled that, but he only fulfilled it for himself. You can't name three people that he bounced their career and made them phenomenal artists in the world. He wasn't there to sign my daughter. He was there just to to coerce her into the 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 uh, part of the industry, which she never was never introduced to. No, Angela, that was the that was the introduction, wasn't it? That he was supposed to be taking yeah. her under his wing, yeah. and he spoke to you and your wife about all these amazing exactly. things he was going to exactly. do. Exactly. 
exactly. It wasn't. It was simple. It wasn't a lot. It wasn't a lot on him. He had. He didn't have to put up and do all this mess that they got running around. He never was never no money exchange. Any money that even was talked about was me offering him something in a business deal to make money. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it was nothing. He never gave me anything. Never tried to give nothing about it. It wasn't about that. My daughter already had a a uprising career going. We just needed some some credibility, people around. If we could have got a collaborated song or her to understand where she needed to go for the touring part, that's how easy this could have been. This was, he saw my daughter not as the talent that she has. He saw her as another one of his victims. And he had to have her. She was young. She met his, his, his uh, demand. And that's what he saw. So he told us anything that he, we needed to hear with manipulation of my child. And that's how they, they, they finagled uh, me and my wife for the first eight to ten months. But by then she was 18. So once she turned 18, that was it. She didn't need to put up the, the persona anymore. It was just cut them off, let's move forward. And now, you know, you got so many people that misconstrued my daughter story because nobody knew my daughter got out. Nobody. Nobody knew. We had my daughter <clears throat> since November. Nobody knew. Here's the thing, Angelo. We, be- we believe you. And we believe yeah. Asriel, yeah. you know, yeah. and anyone that questions, you know, that, that is throwing muck at that kind of thing is, is out of We believe you totally, and that's why we've got you here. Let me, how is Asriel now? Asriel is good, man. Yeah. Asriel got a lot of good things, and I'm quite sure some of y'all major networks are, are waiting um, for the opportunity to get there and see some of the great things that she has coming up. Um, Asriel is reconnecting with all her family. She Good. misses all her nieces and nephews, uh, which she has seven of them. And, um, you know, they're the things that she didn't have. You know, she's she seen them as babies. Now they're big. And, she, you know, it's overwhelming for her, you know, and it, it, for her to deal with mental, ment- the mental part of understanding that this man really lied to her. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. And does she, does she, does she, does she, and I don't want to go into the sordid details of what happened, but does she, she sees that now. She recognizes that she was manipulated and controlled and lied to. All all the way. Good. All the way. And she recognized it off of being able to watch the um, surviving our Right. At the end. And I think what hit her was the second part of it when, um, when uh, she saw a young, uh, 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 young queen that was uh, a little younger than me, her parent, and she told the same exact story verbatim that he was telling her. Right. And that was over 26 years ago. So my daughter had to sit there and say, now how could this woman say the same exact thing that he told me? And this was 20-something years before she was even born. Before she was even born. At the end of that part, part two, it was left that with you telling the audience that that she was home, but she was still supporting R. Kelly in her way. She was still supporting him. That's exactly. changed, right? Because, because at that point, she didn't see uh, the surviving R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. She still haven't seen him. Right. It took a while. It took months. My daughter didn't come home and just, hey, she jumped back to Israel. It took months. It took a lot of, a lot of, uh, professional situations for her to uh, 
to be able to understand what she'd been through. And then she had to realize that she was a true victim. She thought she wasn't. And then she then when she saw it, she she talked about it. And that's what she's gonna she's gonna announce to the world. She's gonna let the world know step by step. Everybody's gonna be able to see it. Everybody. So those video clips that you saw, and they were some of the only times you saw your daughter during that five-year period when she was estranged, where she's talking about how you sold her, she's fine, she doesn't know what all the fuss is about. She believed that back then? Yes, she believed everything he said. It must have broken your heart when she said she wasn't interested in music anymore. Um, I think what the part that, 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 that broke my heart was that he infiltrated a a bond that was between so sacred between me and my daughter mm. and our family, our family, that he wiggled a way in to make her believe he could love her more than any of us could ever love her. And I think out of everything, that hurt me the most. She just looked at your parents posed to love you, but that's it. But your parents never stop being in love with their children. See, it's nothing when a child do something great to their parents and their parents bear witness of it. It's, it's phenomenal. It's one of the best things they ever saw compared to any superstar. And they could be on Lower League Baseball, Pee Wee Basketball, Pee Wee Baseball, whatever. It's phenomenal because that's your creation. That's your bloodline. So to see somebody strip that, that, that emotion, that, 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 that love and disconnect it, I think that was more traumatic than anything I had to face. Can I ask, we've, I've, we've, we've seen you on the Survivor and R. Kelly show, which, which everyone, we'll, we'll mm -hmm. find links and put it out, it's incredible. We watched a couple of interviews, or one interview, that you uh, uh, and Azriel's uh, mum did. Um, we watched that before the show tonight. How, you speak with such dignity, and you are so calm, how do you manage to do that, Angelo? Because I'm a dad, I'm a dad, but I'm a dad of boys, of young boys, but... Yeah, I, 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 yeah you, you got I, it. But how do you sp how are you so dignified and so calm in the face of something so upsetting? Because uh, that's why I, I come from a different uh, walk of life. That I was faced with so many challenges in my life, it was unreal. That's first and foremost. Secondly, uh, I think when I got put in this situation, this was something that was totally unbelievable in their disbelief. And I thought it could not, would not, and ever happen to me. So as you le start learning, you could do two things. You could, you could act off anger and react and take yourself out of uh, the whole situation where you're facing life in prison for doing something mm. that was so right to so many fathers but could be so so wrong to your family to bear that burden for the rest of their life with you being behind a, a prison cell and um, your daughter still not speak to you. So I had to, to change my anger of angry approach that y'all didn't get to see. Uh, <laughs> a lot of things that people don't know how many times I've, I've been back and forward to Chicago, flying all around the world just to let my daughter know 
no matter what you think he's telling you is good, at the end of the day, he's going to have to prove it because I'm going to always show you that we right here. So anywhere they traveled and I found out, I jumped on a plane and went there. I didn't snatch her up and this and that because she was grown. But I had to, I knew in my heart that if I showed her I'm everywhere, then something had to be wrong with what he's telling her. And all I needed to do was keep putting the truth in front of her so that she could see it. And I knew that she was intelligent enough to start them pieces and be more inquisitive about things to start questioning things that he was telling them. And it, 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 I wish it didn't take four and a half years, but I'm a patient man. <laughs> I believe God do everything for mm. a reason. Now, for, I think that people that rush and do things are the people that would have had a consequence of them doing life right now in prison, being judged by the world, and then still losing their daughter. Mm. And I don't want to have that part. I don't want to ever have to been faced with losing my daughter because I did something horrifying in her life and took away somebody she thought that she loved. Because, see, without bringing the truth, you'll let him die with a lie. And I couldn't do that. I think it's, it's, it's noble to make him face his truth for the world. Because at the end of the day, he owed the world his fans. He owed the victims. He owed these parents. He owed everybody for the last 30 years of taking advantage of people and destroying people's lives and, and humiliating uh, our parents and, and all these bogus and, and, and uh, fictitious things that he put out about people. You know, I'm dealing with, with, with things that from our company team truth where you got these, these, these idiotic uh, adults and they, they like 50 and 60 that's, that campaign online and they run to the better bureau and putting in all these fake complaints. And this is what, how idiotic they are. They, with a complaint comes back to the owner, and the owner has to show them that they did business with them. I've done no business with any of them. Mm. So, so, but this is the, 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 the time-consuming thing that they do. I have one YouTuber who attacks me viciously and my daughter with no kind of respect, and he went and put a police report out on me saying I threatened his life. Like, are you? Are these people crazy? I don't even know you. You're attacking me. I don't know you. This is Angelo. I'm afraid this is this is where we are in 2020 in America and over <laughs> here as well. You know, it, it, the, the victims of sexual abuse and uh, the, the, they're often attacked. And I'm I'm scratching my head to wonder what's going on. You know, and because R. Kelly, never my cup of tea musically, but because he is such a huge star, and you're right, he has a huge, huge talent, there are people that will, will cling on to his celebrity. They, they don't want to be wrong. They don't want to believe that their heroes might have done something horrendous, even though there's 30, 40, 50 young women all saying the same story, all sharing the same details, they do not want to believe that their hero's done wrong. So it must be your daughter's fault. It must be the women's fault. The, the, the sad part about that is that we're the only race that does this. Mm. This is a black race that's doing it to another black race. Really? Because we idolize someone's talent, someone's ability over the fact that what we value right and wrong until until it becomes their child. 
until it becomes their niece, until it becomes their granddaughter. See, my company that I built was Team Truth, and it's based off of some, this situation with my daughter. But it also allowed me to see so many young women that have been taken advantage of, that have been victims, not just by celebrities, by teachers, by all types of authority figures, as well as family members in their home, and they never had an outlet to talk about it because the ridicule within the black communities are turn your the other cheek or we're not going to speak on it. Mm. Oh, and then in defense, the family going to say, oh, she wanted it. Look at her. She walking around in shorts and this and that. Well, hopefully, I'm from born and raised in Baltimore, but when I moved to Florida, I noticed that I can go to, to the store in Baltimore to the Walmart, and people are going to be fully clothed, sweatsuits, maybe a little tight, maybe a little loose. But I can go to Walmart in here in Florida, and you're going to see women with bathing suits on walking through, through, through the Walmart. And there's nothing wrong with that. Because that's the environment you live in, and that's what some people are accustomed to, and there's some of their backgrounds that they come from. I find it but amazing that in 2020 we're still getting the line, well, the woman was dressed yeah. in a short skirt what and tight top. And the emphasis being on the woman needs to take responsibility for what she's putting out rather than exactly. the man take responsibility for his actions. He's exactly. not an animal. Exactly. So you're telling me that every woman that works out, she should shower in the gym, put on the biggest and baggiest clothes she could find just yeah. to walk out. It makes no sense. Angela, wait. Like you have to control yourself as a man, as an adult. And that goes both ways, both sexes, for females that attract the young boys as well as uh, uh, males that attract the young girls. It's, it's, it's a sickness. And I'm if we don't start identifying this worldwide, not just U.S., worldwide, then it will, it will, it's going to constantly continue. And that's, to me, that's where I think these young ladies in the new era with the new Internet and able to see things, why it's so easy for these young kids to start committing suicide at a rapid rate that they're doing because they don't have nobody to talk to. Right. They can't go in there and tell their mother that their boyfriend just raped the hell out of them because the mother going to get mad at her. Go on, Kathy, you want to say something, go on. I was going to say to you, you know, something that struck me about that documentary, certainly the second part of it, was when they were talking about how R. Kelly and his brothers reckoned that they had been uh, abused by a neighbour and the neighbourhood had been left to sort it out. The the police kind of turned up, but then they turned their backs and let the neighbourhood men beat up the guy who had you know, interfered with the boys. Do you think that things have changed? The police get more involved now? Or do you think that when they see that it's black people involved, they still believe that we'll turn our backs, let them sort themselves out. But the thing is, then nothing changes long term, does it? It's the same thing. It's the same thing. You, 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 you hit it on the head. I mean, it's the black communities. Like, what, what the problem is, and, and what, in, in defense of speaking on people that has a pedophilia history that he has, Nobody want to talk about they failed to get them help. It's no help from any government assistance or any government program worldwide that offers help in urban communities. Why do you think urban communities have the highest rates in murder, highest rates in robbery, highest rates in rapes, uh, uh, rape and, and, and rapes and, and sexual assaults and this and that? Because it's no therapy. There's no one telling you right and wrong unless you get found guilty. You get found guilty, then yes, you had to do it. But that's not the factor. The factor is if you lived in a certain area, geographic, 
earlier, and something happened. They shut a whole school down, a whole school down, just to make sure that a, the proper uh, 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 therapy is 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 uh, demonstrated to help people get through it. Car accidents, uh, accidental killings, somebody get raped. Oh my goodness! You're gonna have a weak will of therapy in there telling people this is not acceptable. This is what you need to do. Look at the colleges. Angela, so in black communities, Angela, we, we I, have to suck it up. Uh, well, and, and uh, without getting too political, you have an openly racist president now, so you know it, it's not the best time. Yeah. Can, can I ask? But go on. But, but I'm, I'm, it's not even about the president. No. This been going on in black communities. Yeah. This let me tell you, and it's simple: the fix of black community, black community must take responsibility for ourselves. There's nothing to do with no other culture. If we want to fix something, we got to first identify our own problems. Our problems are within us, not nobody else. We have to, to fix us will be by us. And that's the only way to fix. You don't have, I don't have Caucasian or Chinese or any other race bombing these young victims on the Internet. You have a black race. And not even a, 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 a peers, that you have generation difference. You have 60, like a woman on there, 60-something years old, who calls my daughter every whore in the book. Wow. And then call herself a victim and says she was raped, and she a real victim. My daughter don't show no emotion being a victim, so she's not a victim. This is somebody who admits you 62 years old, and you're on a platform sounding like a complete idiot because that shows you never got help. Because you can identify a victim because you was a victim. So now you call a 22-year-old that was taken advantage as 17-year-old by a 50 or 49-year-old man. And that's acceptable to discredit her, but to praise him. Like, this this shit is astronomical to me. Excuse my friend. Oh, I, I think you've been very restrained considering. Angela, listen, we're almost out of time. A couple of questions. A couple of quick questions. First of all, where where are we with the, the trial? Do we know when the trial is, is like happening? Have we got dates? This, 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 this is the crazy part. This man has three trials. One that's gone, and, and two that's in Chicago where he's born and raised, that are stacked totally against him. That's going to crush him. Now, we're not even talking about the case that my daughter is a part of. That's, that's out. They don't have a date on that yet. That's out. But these people have made my daughter public enemy number one, where she has nothing to do with two cases. Two of the cases was before my daughter was even 10 years old. But they don't, you don't see none of them speaking about none of the cases that he's getting ready to face right now. And he's getting ready to go up and face these cases right now. I think he go to court like next month. Right. He's back in court, and he's going to start trialing one of the cases. So they're the cases you need to worry about. Why are you, you, you you're bashing my child because she's strong? Because she's the first one that's going to really, really, really tell the truth about R. Kelly and the way his design was to facilitate and destroy and sexually abuse, sexually uh, uh mistreat, uh, 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 physically abuse, uh, drug abuse, and everything that he wanted to do under the sun to these young black women. And now that you got this young Asriel Clark that's standing strong, 
taking every beating, every second on the internet and everything, and still able to smile, that break my heart. That break my heart. If you know how strong she has to be for everybody else that's still weak enough to hide and, 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 and act like it don't exist or it didn't happen to me. It did happen to you. It happened to all of y'all, whether you was older or younger. The Angelo, didn't happen to, huh? Sorry to interrupt. I just want to ask if 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 you got to meet him, what would you say to him? I, I met him on several occasions, but you, after now, if you if met I him was, now, now that you've got your girl I, back and she's it, back and she's it, part it, of the family again, what would you say to our girl? That would never happen. Because so I, I would I would hold what I would want to say, right? You oh. know, because I'm already got reports on me already for posting okay. threatening by protecting my family. So it's, it's crazy to me. But what I will say in, in his bloodline that I do pray every day for them three beautiful kids that he has that has to be going through so much pain, so much confusion, that I just pray that they're strong enough to get through this and be able to move on because they did not deserve this. The same way my daughter didn't deserve. The same way any other of these young victims did not deserve this. It's, that's what I would. That's what I pray for for his defense. I don't even want to acknowledge him, but his kids, I do do that. Go on, Catherine. Angela, you, you've mentioned Team Truth a couple of times. This is your attempt to try and change things for the future. The problems that you've seen during your fight to get Azriel back, but also the aftermath of what she went through. Tell us about Team Truth. Um, Team Truth was put together by me, organized. Um, I used to just talk about the truth. Everybody's like, oh, everybody talking about this, this, and that, and I always stuck with the truth. And through this, I met so many, so many. I met women older than me, with kids, 13, 14. I never even met. I met inboxing, DMing me, flooding me with their stories. And they started opening up about being sexually molested and raped and this and that, and nobody <clears throat> had no one to talk to. And I started being that uncle and that father and that brother and that voice footer, which curved my whole direction from I had programs that did concrete polishing for young kings that needed a second chance at life and to learn how to be entrepreneurs. I, after discontinuing my contract with that, I went into Team Truth to build up women because the fight wasn't always the king, the young king. It was the women that been mistreated, black women and Spanish women to be more pacific, that been mistreated here by men for so long that we forgot what they were really worth and what they really mean to us. And Team Truth is organized to bring these stories, bring these horrible secrets to life so that they can get past it and be more productive women and, and, and be open at a dinner table now to talk about, hey, this is not right. Not right that my uncle looked at me and saw me get out the shower and he smiled and laughed at me and said, mm, you look good. It's, it's not right. So now we're having these discussions and we're bringing these discussions to the dinner table. So now what you, want, what you think the, pedo, the, the, the pedophiles going to do? They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna start eliminating themselves and going into their little closets again and hiding because they don't want to face the ridicule of what they are. And we don't want to run them so they can be shamed. We want to run them to get them some help. Some of them need to run to get 
face their truth and get the time that they des- that they deserve for doing this for years and years to young young women, and, and you don't think nothing wrong with it. And you look at their life 20 years later, they married, kids, and you look at the young girl that he destroyed. She got babies everywhere. She has no uh, uh, no uh, type of uh, commitment to a man because she thinks every man is that man. She thinks everybody is, this is where she pulled to be a roadmap for men to release themselves. And they much more than that. But being as though they never got help to understand what happened to them wasn't their fault. They go through life blaming themselves for every situation. And that's where you get men that manipulate these women and beat them down for the little bit of strength they have left. And then nothing left. The L percentage of black women being strong enough to stand up. It, it, it's so small, it's, it's not even funny. But we, King Truth is a group that builds back up black women, Spanish women, and any other women that ever been through this, regardless of your race, regardless of your background, we for building any women back up to make them stronger. Because I think in the world, if we build strong women across the board, you're going to start developing strong men again. Angelo, um, thank you so much for your time. Uh, you're an inspiration. You're a real inspiration as a dad, uh, as a man. I, I, I couldn't speak as calmly and be as intelligent and as collected as you have and also turn a horrific event in your family and, and turn it into a positive and helping the community. I, I can only thank you for, for talking to us and sharing that with us, Angelo, and, uh, Angelo and, and send lots of love to you and to Azriel and the rest of the family and... You know, I hope justice is done, and I hope you all manage to find some peace. I, I think I will, and I think the peace is coming with every story that come out of this that I am able to be a part of and help. And I tell everybody, support Israel. The U.K. wants to see a difference. Stand behind this young girl, and I promise you, nobody will be disappointed. This young girl is fire. She's, she's strong, and she's going to stand Till the day she die for what she believe in. And right now what she believe in is that she should nobody, no young woman, no young man, be put in the predicament she was in to be lied to, mistreated, abused, sexually abused, mentally abused, physically abused, and then isolated away from their family, all for the pleasure of that man's personal, unapologetic pleasure because that's all it was. But some of these young women don't get that second chance to be strong. Look at them. Look how many victims it was before my daughter. How many of them stood up and ready to stand in front of this man and fight him? None. Not even his wife after 12 years. I look forward to, um, I look forward to shaking your hand one day, man. It's, it's been a real pleasure and an honor to speak to you, Angelo, and lots of love to you and your family. Thank you. Thanks, Angelo. I appreciate y'all. Thank we'll you all so much. We'll speak again soon. Right. Thank you very much indeed. Amy, if you want to say goodbye to our guest. What an incredible man, right? <sighs> I mean, goosebumps. Those, goosebumps. Do- those documentaries were horrific. They were harrowing. They were... It, it was every parent's nightmare. But those families are shining lights, honestly. The love and determination <laughs> they showed. I'm laughing. He only dropped one S-bomb. <laughs> you know, he's, he, he's so... Let's have an ad break and, and, and let it sink in and then we'll talk about uh, that in a second because I've missed all the ad breaks and um, I just didn't want to stop listening to him. Uh, thank you, Catherine. You sorted that out. Thank you, Angela. This is Tour Radio. 
Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Um, we're both a bit, uh, even it's a Late Night Alternative, Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle, we'll, we'll, don't worry, the jollies are coming back. You know we love a clunky gear change and we'll do, we'll do some funny stuff and don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. But um, I think we, we all need a little... Uh, Little moment to consider the the words of uh, Angelo Clary there, the uh, dad of uh, Azriel, who's one of the young women, young girls, young women, um, that was controlled, manipulated, abused, drugged, according to Angelo. Um, I believe him and I believe her by R. Kelly. Obviously, R. Kelly would, is not here, um, is denying all of these charges and uh, claims to be innocent. Um, I believe the dad and I believe his daughter uh, in this. And I thought he spoke with such dignity, so calm, so thoughtful, so intelligent um, about his daughter, about R. Kelly, about sexual abuse, about paedophilia and about being a man. And there were just a couple of little things in there that he kind of said that just really struck me. And the one that really struck me, he was talking about, what's his organisation, these... Team Truth. Team Truth. And about how they want to, you know, they want to kind of shake the the paedophiles out so that we we know. He says, I don't want them to hide in the closet. We want them to come out. So that... And the first thing he said before... So he, he, he said, you know, so if they've done wrong, they can be punished and face justice. But before that, so that we can help them. It's really unpopular and unfashionable to talk about helping paedophiles. No one does. We've mentioned it a few times on this show. And it's something that um, I, I, I'm, I I'm quite passionate about. because It's something that I really think is overlooked. Of course, if anybody has done... And this is coming from someone who was abused. If anybody has done wrong, of course, of course, of course, they have to uh, uh, face... Justice, uh, can I let you into a secret? Can I let you into this secret? I think I can. I think I can, without ruining any, any uh, anybody's um, anonymity. So as well as going to AA and NA, for a while I went to SLAA, which is Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous, and for a while I went to SAA, Sex Addicts Anonymous, for a while. And I still got a couple of good friends in, in, in there because I was you know, doing behaviour that was, was, was not behaviour I wanted to do. And I saw a couple of men in there who were really worried because they were, and people are going to hear the wrong thing, so I'm trying to choose my words very carefully. They were really worried because they had sexual fantasies about underage people. And they were ashamed of these fantasies. They had not acted out on these fantasies. And they did not want to act out on these fantasies. And, they, and it, it, was, it all traced back to what had happened to them. And they were desperately looking for help to, so that they didn't act out. But more importantly, so that they could understand why they had these feelings. And they could kind of work backwards and get rid of these feelings. They were afraid of what was inside them. Now, there'll be some of you going, well, they should go to, as far as, as far as I'm aware, and I take them on face value, they hadn't looked at any images online and they certainly, they hadn't physically acted out. It was just thoughts that they had in their head. We are not our thoughts, right? Um, and there'll be some of you saying, well, lock them up. Maybe. 
maybe locking them up is is a way to you know protect people. Just the, I mean, the thought police. I, I don't know. Doesn't quite feel right to me. But but but. And I remember the first time I heard someone share this, and I was so shocked and horrified. It really upset me, and I spoke to my sponsor about it, and he said, "Yeah, it, it is shocking, but you've got to remember." They want, to ch- they want to change. They're looking for a way to change. They don't want to be that person. Okay, They don't want to d- have those thoughts. They haven't acted out. They're scared that maybe further down the line they might act out. They want to change. And I got it. I got it. I got it. We need to help paedophiles. There's a sentence that will have a lot of you dropping your cups of tea. We need to help them. Not just to help them and to get, you know, to make them feel better, but to protect kids. You know, it's, it, it makes sense. Obviously, if crimes are committed, and by crimes I mean actual abuse, I mean um, looking at or downloading or sharing images of child sexual abuse or anything like that. If, 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 if something is done, yeah, of course, they, that, then there needs to be an element of punishment. Of course there does. There also needs to be an element of rehabilitation, of understanding. I don't think all paedophiles can be rehabilitated. I don't think they can. I don't think they can. I think it's, it's, it's to them, it is their sexuality, to some of them. But I do think that the, the, the people I saw in those rooms and other people, I do think some can be helped when they realise it's not what they want. Anyway, I'm going off slightly on a tangent. And, and, and you, you watch, there'll be people who didn't hear what I said there sending me abuse on Twitter saying I'm sticking up for pedos. I'm not, and, and, and the intelligent people know. Anyway, sorry, Catherine, back to Angelo. Yeah, so Angelo sees that that is a cycle that so, some people can be helped out of, and I think he's, I just think he's an incredible human being. The things that his family have been through, think, waking up every morning wondering whether their daughter's all right. You see, what wasn't mentioned in that interview was that Azrael had had a relationship before she met Robert Kelly, and when it ended, she tried to take her own life. Right, right. And he went and picked her up from the hospital. He was there. He saw that happen. So he knew that she was still building herself back up from that when she met him. And there was talk towards the end of her relationship with Kelly of a suicide pact. Right. So you hear those rumours and he knows that she has it within her yeah. to, be, to, to find herself at that point again. There were mo- mornings when that family woke up not knowing whether they'd ever see their kid again. And yet, and yet, and yet, he made sure in whatever way he could that she knew he was near. He I just said, think He said I went all over the world to see her. He, he knew all she, over the world, turned he, up everywhere. He knew she wasn't going to leave at that point, but he just wanted to sow the seed that oh, he man. still cared about her. Because I guess, you know what? If he hadn't have done that, it would have been easier for Kelly to isolate her. I, um, I just clicked on his Twitter feed and I saw some of the abuse he gets. Oh, yeah, I spoke to Tamara Simmons, the producer, yeah. and last time, uh, this time last year, when they put the first part of the documentary out, she was getting a lot of flack. And I noticed <clears> earlier <throat> this year she took herself off Twitter for a while, so I wondered whether that was happening again. So I checked in on her and she said, no, nah, it's not me this time, it's the families. It's nuts, isn't it? Not. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Thanks for sorting that out, Catherine. Uh, let's go to Caitlin. Good evening, Caitlin. Hi. Hi, Caitlin. What can we do for you tonight? Uh, the reason I'm calling in is because I was victim of that type of abuse. Okay. At seventeen, and it happens a lot in certain parts of society in this country, um, and it's never really approached. That type of grooming and abuse, even from people within your own peer group, to perpetuate exploitation and to do whatever they want to do. 
When you say within the types of society, what did you mean by that? Uh, well, <laughs> it's really hard to explain, but I don't want to say that it's just people and benefits and people like that, but it, there's pockets of society that are excluded from society, yeah. and they have their own rules and their own standards of what's acceptable. And it's quite acceptable to share women among friend groups or sell their girlfriends on the internet or use them in that way. And it's normal to certain parts of society. Did this, I don't want to ask, you know, if I ask anything you don't answer, tell me to jog on. But did, did this, was this a while ago, Caitlin? Uh, yeah, when I was 17, now 47. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, 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 we're, we're the same age, Caitlin, and my, oh my, doesn't 17 seem like a lifetime ago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> doesn't it? it how, how long did it go on for? 20 years. How long, sorry? 20 years. Wow. I, was, I actually ended up marrying my abuser. Holy, I, I mean, I, I'm actually speechless. How, there'll be people, I, I, I think I have a, a, a kind of a grasp on it, I think. There will be people who don't understand what you've just said. C can you try and explain how someone ends up marrying their abuser? Because I was completely obsessed with the individual concern. Mm. He was my entire world, and he wasn't much older than myself. But he manipulated and groomed me and the relationship to be able to um, perpetuate the abuse and normalise that level of abuse. And the the, the abuse being, uh, um, you you mentioned. Uh, I'm just going to come out and say because uh, you know, you, you mentioned that you were kind of shared amongst his friends. Did that carry on? Uh, well, not amongst his friends as much after we left school, um, but selling, selling and using me on the internet for his own gratification okay, um, and giving me to other men for his own gratification happened until the very end. How did you get out of there? I was really lucky he ran off with somebody else. Blimey. And it's the luckiest thing that's ever happened to me. And and how are you how how long ago did it come to an end? Um it came to end January twenty thirteen. Okay. So seven years later, how are you now? Uh surviving. I'm very lucky. Because another part of the situation is that we were both disabled, so nobody believed what I was telling them. And even though I had evidence when I came out of the relationship, um, nobody would believe what was happening until they went on the internet and saw the facts themselves. Why do you think they didn't believe you? Because how can one vulnerable disabled person perpetuate that on another? And it's very similar as you 
the black on black situation, mm. I can imagine. Because it's like, how can you do that to somebody that's like you? To somebody that grew up your life experiences as well? Kaylin, um, I, I really appreciate your call. You've, you've given us so much to think about, and I really appreciate you sharing your story with us, and I hope we get to speak again soon. Thank you. Thank you, Caitlin. I, I, I mean that. Thank you. Gosh. I'm, I'm speechless this hour. I'm speechless. That was incredible, Caitlin. Thank you so much uh, for that. There were so many moments in that. I just didn't know what to say. No. Every revelation was uh, even more shocking than the last. Here's the thing. It's happening everywhere. Yeah. It's happening in your street. It's happening in your street. Um, it's happening in your tower block. It's happening in your estate. It's happening everywhere. There'll be someone listening to this tonight for whom there'll be some recognition because it creeps up. It doesn't start out that way. It creeps up. Um, we'll get the news. Martin, stay there. We'll come to you next. This uh, has been some hour. We can carry on talking about this. We can also do silliness. I've, I've, I've got some... Um, I haven't actually. I haven't got anything. But we can do nonsense. You know the show. We, do, we, we call them clunky gear changes. So you can call in about what we've been talking about. Or you can call in um, and, and tell me why the, the Rolling Stones suck as a band. I'm happy with all of this. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
So I, si- I signed up to Spotify. I've given, I think I've given in. You get three months free, right? Right? Then I signed up. It's nice. £10 a month for music. That feels a lot to me. It feels a lot. It feels a lot. But then I would spend like five, six times that a month on CDs. So, I mean, I don't know. All right, thank you. And uh, and I signed up to it today simply because I woke up singing that song. I don't know why. That song was in my head. I thought, man, I've got to hear Love in the First Degree by Bananarama. I'm going to sign up to Spotify. And all I've listened to, and I, I really think I've got my uh, £9.99's worth today, is just listen to, to Bananarama. But does anyone know... Uh, and Catherine isn't here. She would know. She's the brains of this organisation. Let me tell you that for nothing. Why are there only two Bananaramas now? Why are they, um, why do they look younger than they did in 1985? And what is, can we just work out the chronology of Bananarama, please? That, that would really make me feel a whole lot better. 0344 499 1000. Let's go to Martin. Good evening, Martin. Uh, hello. Hello, Martin. You're on the radio. What you got for us? Hi, oh, brilliant. Um, I haven't really got anything, uh, to be honest. Apologies if I'm on speakerphone, because, um, I know that's a no-no here, but when I took it off speakerphone, I couldn't hear anything, so... Oh. Uh... <laughs> okay, well, okay, I'll, 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 do you know what, Martin, just this once, it's, the, it's nearly Valentine's Day, we're 52 minutes away from the saddest day of the year, I will, this time, I will not give you a rollicking. Brilliant, thank you very much. I am a first-time caller, but I'm a long-time pod listener, more oh, than Jesus. a... Christ, you know, Martin. Actual you live radio. But you've been listening for, oh, Jesus, I mean... There you go. Oh, I got the bell. Happy now. Very happy. Um, so yeah, I don't really have any topic. I just phoned in for the first time. I actually promised Catherine that I would phone in because uh, she's a friend of my wife's. They went to school together. Whoa, whoa! With the streams just crossed, Catherine is um, is coming in at a, a pace. We need to. <laughs> quick, well, she's coming. I was going to right. Hang on a minute, Catherine. There's a call for you. It's Martin. Oh, You're friends with his wife. I am friends with his well, wife. Well, this is not like a personal f- phone in. It's so hard to, like, <laughs> so hard to meet up these days. <laughs> right. So, how do you, who is, is this, is this guy legit or do I guess? Yeah, my off friend Joanne. Who, um, oh, so you I, say that as though, you said that as though I've I told you about her. Joanne because, um, we kind of lost touch. She left school. Bef- oh. I think after our GCSEs, and I didn't realise that she wasn't coming back. Oh, is she the one that you said was a bit of a cow? No, okay. We got on really well, and just she just. Asking. But it was before kind of. Um, it was before mobile phones, and it was one of those things where you have to ring someone's house phone and stuff. And just for one reason or another, we just we just didn't see each other. And I saw her once in the street, and really regretted not going and uh, yeah, saying hello to her. Yeah, I've done And that. I carried that around for years. And then when I was working at Three Counties, she got in touch. And we got friends again. Yeah, a bit yeah, out When um, she heard, I think I remember it well because um, she was at, we were both working at Monarch Airlines, which doesn't exist anymore. And I think she said to me, that's how I, I met Giant. And then um, she was like, oh, there's this woman who's on three counties, Catherine Bork. She goes, I'm sure it's Catherine who I used to go to school with. Yeah. And uh, and she's like, I'm going to contact her, and so I'm going to send her an email or whatever. I think that's what she did. She did. And then, uh, and, and then uh, that's how it worked, yeah. Yeah, and so, we got back in touch after years. And it was just brilliant because it was, you know, those there are those friendships that are kind of open books and you kind of always hope that you'll be able to pick up again, but yeah. you don't know how it's going to happen. Yeah. And um, I always really regretted not saying hello to her that one time I saw her in the street. Yeah. It's interesting, though, isn't it, that 
Martin has called in, but <laughs> she hasn't called in. So <laughs> I'm wondering if he's showing up to dump you <laughs> on her behalf. <laughs> Don't call my uh, wife anymore. She, she, I am a, 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 I say I'm a big fan of the show. I, I what happens is is I, I really I enjoy the show a lot. Um, I told Catherine I've thought about phoning in for a long time. Yeah. I'm phoning tonight because um, I'm doing? actually working away. I'm in Glasgow. So I thought, oh, that's a perfect opportunity. I'll phone in. Joan's at home. She's with our daughter and that sort of thing. Um, but I'm always promising Catherine that I'll phone in because whenever <laughs> Catherine comes around, I give Joanne a list of questions. <laughs> Can you ask I'm, about... I, I'm phoning you tonight because I'm away in a hotel and my <laughs> wife isn't here. That doesn't sound appropriate to me, Martin. <laughs> whenever I go around there, I always like, spend 20 minutes in the hallway talking to Martin and giving him all the goss. Well, well have you got... what? Well, I'm very much like, is Catherine coming around? Right, I'm going to work from home today because I've got all these questions. I need to know um, about Nigel. I need to know about, I don't know, Babcock. I need to know about whoever. I'm, I'm representing, I'm, I'm David Babcock's agent now. Well, I've um, really? got a great deal. I'm representative, and I meant to say this, uh, um, I meant to talk to, to uh, Angelo, see if he might be interested. <laughs> I've got David Babcock <laughs> is, has been signed up to... Um, I-L-A, Ian Lee Artists. All right. right. And um, I, I've got a great deal. I get 25%. He is open for weddings, for wakes. I think he'd be great for wakes. Oh, gosh, yeah. Because you could talk to the person you just buried. Not children's parties. <laughs> um, but So if anyone would like to book David Babcock, uh, very, very reasonable rates. I get 25% of everything he makes. 25%? On his... Yep. That's oh, more than it's our normal. agent gets. It's normal. Is it? it is normal. For people that are starting out, it's normal. Um, and when he starts making more, we can discuss the percentage then I get 25% of his Twitch stream, 25% of the books. It's retrospective as well. It's a great deal. It's retrospective <laughs> for the last five years. Right. Um, so if anybody uh, has got any press inquiries or wants to make contact with David Babcock, please do it through me. And I will, I will, I will consider the offers. I will consider who, uh, the offers. Who else are you planning on signing up? Uh, is, uh, is, is Chuck Winkle? Be, it's very, very likely. <laughs> very likely, I might get Chuck as well. I mean, I suspect I'll get him on a, on a similarly excellent deal. But Chuck's difficult. It's the time difference because he's in America. The time difference makes it very that tricky. Works with the late night show because you're kind of his. I don't know. I don't know the time difference. You're always like midday time. I don't even know what part of America he's No, neither does he. No. Well, <laughs> that's, okay, okay. This is descending into, into online bullying, and I will not. <laughs> I, I, will, apologies, what, I didn't um, phone up. To, to are you staying in a nice hotel in Glasgow or a I'm crappy in, hotel? I'm in a nice hotel. Well, like, I guess a nice brand of hotel, that, um, uh, a Hilton. Okay, Hiltons so, are okay. Hiltons are okay. Work so, paying for yeah. it? Uh, yes, work paying, yes, yes, yes. Put me up for a couple of nights, so, uh, yeah, uh, it, it's okay. It does the job. I had a lovely Scottish breakfast uh, um, this morning, which I'm looking forward to very much again the, tomorrow morning. I love, I love that. But obviously, love you can't tell us how much of a good time you're having, because Joanne is listening, and uh, yeah, you have to sound miserable. Well, let me just say, Martin, <laughs> if you were in Glasgow on, on uh, August the 23rd, between 1pm and 4.30pm, oh, yeah. you could come and see Catherine and Ian live at the Glee Club. That's the 23rd of August. <laughs> it's an afternoon show as we bring the rabbit hole to Glasgow. Tickets are not selling, but that's months away. It's in August, so... <laughs> and also, but, he doesn't live in... Yeah, no, Scotland. But, I know, but he... and also you could just come round my house and get the live show just with me. Oh, wow. <laughs> why are you? Are you two? What is there like? No daytime no. friends and nighttime lovers. Don't, don't, Martin. It's nice to talk to you. Thank you for your call. 
You too. Take care. Enjoy, enjoy Glasgow. I love Glasgow. It's such a nice place. It's a shame that Limmy lives there because he's a shit. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, let me. Do, but let's do some of the dates. We have got eighth um, um, of March, Cardiff at the Glee Club. We've sold about 60 tickets now. That's going well. That'd be right. Be, be good to sell a couple more if we could. The 8th of March. Always we stick around afterwards if you want to have a little picture done, a little chat. It's an afternoon show, 4.30, so um, we'll stick around for a little while and we'll have some merch and stuff like that. Um, then on the 26th of April, we're at the Glee Club in Birmingham. That's selling really well. Then we've got Bath. We're back at Bath in May. We've, booked, we've worked this out nicely. It's like one a month. So we've got a few weeks between each one. It's nice. Yeah. This is a nice leisurely tour. Um, Brighton, 14th of June. Um, Manchester, 19th of July. And then Glasgow, 23rd of August. And then we've got Luton. Luton is, is, is coming at some point. Ianlee.com slash event. And I might do next week, I'll do a little mail out. If you go on to ianlee.com, then you can click a button and it adds your email address. And you, I'll do a little mail out and, and uh, I will um, we'll do something like that. And maybe... And, and maybe um, not next week, the week after, we'll give away a pair of tickets to a venue of your choice. We'll do, we'll do that, yeah. Uh, quick break, and then we'll talk nonsense. This is Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. You're listening to Talk Radio. I'm Catherine Boyle. Ian Lee has just stepped out for a second, uh, but I believe we have Chuck Winkle on the line. Chuck! Mwah. Hello. Hello, Chuck. Hi there, Kathleen Boyle. And what i got to say to you is, greetings from America. Greetings. Whereabouts in America are you today? Waking up bright and easy on the East Coast, San Francisco. Lolly of sunshine coming through the window. Got my breakfast. Want to know what I got? Yeah, what you got? I got toast. <laughs> I got a widow with a hot dog. And God bless you, knock, 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 who's at the door? It's the egg, sunny side up. <laughs> it's 20 past three in the afternoon. I believe you got the clock wrong there. <laughs> That's what it says on Google, GMT no, minus eight. You're thinking of, I think you got uh, San Diego, maybe. <laughs> okay. San Francisco. Hey, it's happy to use the Brits to understand it. It says don't worry about yourself. <laughs> oh, I'm more worried about you. So you're chowing down and you thought you'd give us a call. I want to ring up and negotiate with the big man. Okay, I think he's just stepped outside, probably to get uh, his calculator and his um, his business books. Has he gone for a little wee-wee? No, I don't think he's gone for a wee-wee. I think he actually... I've got a bit of a headache, actually. I think he's gone to get me some headache pills, but um, he's taking his sweet time, so... Um. Kind and considerate. Well, he is. Oh, well, on, he's. I know he's standing at the window now. He wants to talk business with you. He wants to talk he turkey. He wants, he wants to be my uh, manager. Got to chuff up the chucks bucks. But the chucks bucks. You got to chuff up the chucks bucks <laughs> instead. Don't laugh at me, Kathleen. It's rude. You, he's got to chuff up chucks bucks. I would like him to chuff up Chuck's bucks, please. How <laughs> boy? Ian, he wants you to chuff up Chuck's bucks. Chuff up Chuck's bucks. Hello, Chuck! Good morning, USA. Okay, you don't need to do the same stuff that you've so done with Catherine. Um, and I gotta tell you, it's east side. Well, you don't want to do the same thing? Well, there's no point in doing the same thing. I heard some of it when I was talking um, to our, our friend Rebecca in the office. 
Good to see you. Okay. What can we do for you, Chuck? Well, I was waking up here on the east side, and I was listening to my favourite radio talk radio over there in the UK. Yeah? And I heard you say something about becoming my agent. Well, here's the thing. I've started ILA, Ian Lee Artists. And uh, yeah. Yep. And it's going to be a very exciting, thrusting, forward-thinking talent agency that's going to think outside the box. Which box? The box. The, the traditional box of, oh, let's put people on TV. Oh, let's get people live shows. So oh, you won't be doing any of that. Let's get people on the radio. Let's get people in movies. Right. Um, no, I will be doing things differently. I don't want to give away too much of my game plan because I know that my enemies, John Knoll and all the other agencies out there will be listening. So I'm thinking Brian outside. Christensen. Sorry? Brian Christensen. Brian Christensen, exactly. That piece of trash. So I'm thinking outside of the box and I'm signing the best and I'm signing the biggest. And I'm also I'm looking into the future and I'm looking at what current trends and how those current trends could possibly develop. I've got algorithms. I thought TV and radio were still quite a current trend. Well, you would think that because you're a backwards uh, talker. Um, so, uh, I've signed up David Babcock. Forgot his name there for a second. Um, who, who is that? He is um, a spooky sexual deviant. And oh, he, you sound very rude to him, cowboy. Why don't you maybe give him some of your slice of happiness from there? I don't know what you mean. I've signed him up. He is a spiritualist, he is a ghost hunter, and he is a pervert. Now He's a chicken sexer. He's yeah. a chicken sexer and a hoover shagger. Right, right, right. So I... I'll tell, tell you what I want, John Wayne. Okay, oh, he's coming uh, up. What, what I really, really want. Yeah. I want a... Launch pad. Okay. What do you mean, like an, a literal you... launch pad for a spaceship? No, a metaf metaphorical launch pad back at the moon. What's he saying? Metaphorical launch pad back at the moon. Okay. With me, John? I'm I'm totally with you. I can't I can't give you that. Right. I can't give you a launch pad. No, I want a metaphorical rocket pad. Rocket all the way to the moon. You want to become career. a you want to you want to become a, a career person. Um, okay, Chuck, the 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 airwaves are yours. Audition for me. You're talking to me, at Chuck Winkle. I'm out there, and six o'clock news bulletin coming through. Got to say, dramatic news. Tomorrow, tomorrow, Trump. Tomorrow, Tr Donald Trump. Out of news, the president. God bless slow down, you. slow down, slow down. You're, I'm hearing you're a lot of words and none of them make sense. Tomato uh, Trump didn't make much sense. Slow down, no, you're nervous. It, Chuck, it's, it's just me. It's just yeah. me. It's just it's just the future yeah. to your career. So, deep breath. Right. Try it again. Huh. Six o'clock live in the blood side. Gotta say it. I was just in them. I gagged. Did you okay. just throw up? A little bit. Okay, mm. I'm. Uh, I'm going to have to pass. I'm afraid, Chuck. Well, okay. Okay, you took that better than I thought you would. Very well. It's like he's used to rejection. Yes. Um. Now, right now, Sharon, you're not Sharon. You're not supposed to be on. Sharon. Hello. Hello. 
Hello. You're, yeah. not, you're not supposed to be on. We said you're not allowed to call, and it's my fault. I should have let Amy know. You've got, 11.30 is too late, ma'am. Well, I've got no school tomorrow, so that kind of doesn't count anymore. It kind of, well, no, it kind of does count, because it's my show and it's my rules. So, um, yeah. Okay, then. Took that well as well. Okay, right, fine. Well, well, we're good. I don't know about that. <laughs> my show, my rules. If you're wondering why, very young man, very young, and I think 11.30, I'm a dad, right, and I've got to be responsible, and I think 11.30 is too late for a young man of that age to be phoning up a man of this age. Um, 03444991000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. If you want to audition for the agency, um, don't do it on Twitter, you losers. Do it on the phone. That's the thing. So there's a new radio station in town, mm -hmm. which I'm interested in. I think it's flawed. I've told them what I think the flaws are. I, I was listening, listening to the media show on um, Radio 4 which I quite like. I don't like the guy that hosts it. Sounds a little insincere to me. Amal Rajan. Sounds a little insincere. But I quite like the show. And they were talking about podcasts and stuff like that. And they had this guy on, his name escapes me, talking about this new, new thing that started yesterday, I think. No, two days ago. Started 48 hours ago. Called Podcast Radio. I don't think it's a great name. I think there's a lot of things wrong with it. But I also think there's enough right with it the, the things that are wrong with it. You've got a real problem with this, I yeah. can tell. If you take a podcast yeah. and put it on the radio, it becomes a radio programme, right? No. Yeah, the whole idea of a podcast is it's a downloadable, pay you know, pay-to-listen or choose-to-listen thing. I think that's... Well, this is why I'm not signing you to ILA. Because well, you're backwards. that's one of the reasons. That's, as I said, you're, back, you're a backwards talker. Yeah, I've already got representation. Oh, OK. And, and how's that going for you? Super. Right. How many jobs have you had as a result of signing with this, this loser? Oh, so many. This Nick Cannon loser. How's that going? Let me just say... I kept this one because of Nick Cannon. Oh, OK. Uh, well, let's just say that David Babcock has got his first actual gig this Saturday as a result of signing with me. Is it a gig or are you sending him to the supermarket for you? No, he has got a gig um, hanging with a lot of big knobs. Oh? Yep. What's that? He's... It's... Um, a function, it's in Brighton, mm. and it is a function for a lot of people involved in the entertainment industry, a lot of big movers and shakers, and uh, David is going to be performing there. Oh? Yeah, yeah, this is a genuine will thing. Will he be clothed? He'll be clothed. Will they? They will be clothed, okay. yeah, yeah. He's, uh, and I say performing, he's working for free as for part... exposure. For, uh, yeah, exactly. As And he's not actually doing an entertaining or doing any spiritual readings or anything. He's working as part... I've managed to get him in as part of the wait, waiting team. The people that set the tables. Hospitality. Hospitality, yeah. I've got, I managed to get him in on that. Mm -hmm. um, it's in Brighton. He lives Are up north. Are you getting paid? Sorry? Are you getting paid? I am not prepared to discuss that. But... It will be silly for me to work for free, obviously. Oh, David won't be getting your paid. Your time is important. He won't be getting paid. He's not actually allowed to speak to the people at the tables. But sometimes just the vibe, if you give off the vibe. And they wanted that vibe, did they? That kind of awkward... Well, it, that's not for me to... Menacing. It's up to him now. Right. I've laid the groundwork. I've, I've put the... Um, what do they call the groundlings? The, the suspension. The, the foundations. The, I've laid the foundations, mm -hmm. not the group. <laughs> Charles be a fine thing. I think they're all dead. I don't know who the don't foundations know. are. Who are the foundations? Yeah, yeah no... Um, I've laid the foundations. It's up to him to b start building the house. I've given him the tools. Yeah. He has to buy the bricks and the cement. With the money 
from. It's a hard business. Um, but so, podcast radio. Mm. And what they do is they play podcasts. They pay people to use them. No, they don't. They don't. They don't. So the few the, the things I've got I've got wrong. It's only available in London uh, and uh, I think it's, it's sorry bits sorry, uh, which is fine. Uh, often these radio stations are. It's on DAB. It's online, and um, the signal's not great. Neither is ours. To be honest, you know, the signal's not great. Um, I, I think the title of podcast radio. I don't think it's a particularly catchy title, but I've been listening to it actually, and I've I've heard quite a few things on there. Uh, I've had, I've had quite a few things on there that I like. Mm-hmm. A couple of I've, I've downloaded one, a couple of episodes of a podcast that I heard that I quite like. Good, all right, well, that works then. Yeah, yeah. So it works. So it works. I think I think the theory is sound. I think the theory is sound. There are flaws with it. I don't really like the title. I don't like what you know. It's a real sort of two man band, and one of the the men from this two man band is doing the links. And I don't think they sound. Um, they're kind of quite jarring compared to the rest of it. But I suppose it's early days. Early days, and also, uh, what you really need, and they're going to do this is on the DAB screen, it just says you're listening to podcast radio. Right. And I said, man, you've got to tell me who I'm listening to and what the podcast is called. Because if, if I'm driving along and I'm liking something, well, then I'm... But I got in touch with them on Twitter. And I, here's, here's a lesson. Here's, here's something, guys. Instead of adding them on Twitter, I sort of know one of the people. We sort of had a falling out a while ago, but I'm cool with that. Um, instead of... Just adding people going, here's what I think is wrong with your project. This is not good because. I added them and said, I've been listening to it. I have a little bit of feedback and constructive criticism if you'd like to hear it. That's. Yeah. That's, then it's up to them, isn't it? Yeah. I said, if you. I said, I, I, and the, when you say constructive criticism, it means it isn't just going to be you going, hey, I thought it was fab. It or means. I thought it was rubbish. Yeah, it means I've, it means I think there are a few flaws, and this is you know you, you, you kind of, but that's the way to do it. Because I was, I was I was thinking about it all afternoon and all evening. I sent them an email quite quite late last night because it was just in my head. First of all, I thought, well, do I want to get in touch with them? Is would that look arrogant? I thought well, I work in the industry and I sort of know one of the people. I haven't spoken to him for years, but I, so it wouldn't be totally, you know. Um, but I thought I'm not going to write a tweet as we get going. Um, your show last night was crap, and here's why. Yeah. I think you should do more of this and less of that. Whoa! I've got some constructive criticism if you'd like to hear it. Replied, yeah, certainly. So I wrote him an email, um, putting some points out. And um, they, they wrote a very nice email back, saying, yeah, thanks very much. If you want to come in for a coffee one day, you'd be very welcome. I don't know if I will, but I um, thought it was nice of them to offer. Uh, I just thought, i tell you what, what, why I liked it. I just thought, I like speech radio and there's nothing. There's this, there's LBC, there's Radio 4. Five? I don't listen to that. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to that. I, I, I don't listen to that. It's, it's never really spoken to me, Five. But that's it. That's it. And I just thought this was another little interesting colour on the palette of speech radio. And I had some stuff on there I quite liked. I heard some stuff on there that I found quite boring. Uh, but made me laugh because I found it so boring it made me laugh. And uh, some stuff that I thought was all right. I just thought it was an interesting way of, of getting stuff out. 
Anyway, so podcast radio is a thing. If you're in London, you can listen to it on DAB. I don't know why I'm plugging it. It's nothing to do with me. But I just thought it was something different and it's some people taking a punt and it's nice to support people who are taking a punt. There you go. But I did hear a great bit on there tonight from a podcast called The Industry. Right, It's about Hollywood. Right. And it was about um, this American comedian an actor called Jackie Gleason, who I've heard of, because I think he's in the Smokey and the Bandit films. And he was like an old school comedian in the 40s and 50s and became a huge, huge TV star. Like one of the first stars of TV with the Jackie Gleason show and the Honeymooners and things. And then he had a couple of things that kind of tanked. And then he went to Broadway and became a huge star on Broadway. And then in about 1959, 1960... He came back to TV, right? And he said, I, don't, I can't be bothered doing a big variety show. I just want to do a game show. Do a game show. It'll be easy. A game show will be easy. So he did this, um, this game show called You're in the Picture, right? And um, it tanked abysmally. It sounds awful. Right, I mean, I've, I've got a little bit here. Let me play the intro. This is the intro to You're in the Picture from 1961. All right, so this is Jackie Gleason. Here we go. It sounds awful, by the way, and it was. It's a very simple game, and as soon as I explain it to you, I know you'll catch on immediately. We roll out some pictures. The panelists put their heads into holes that have been cut into the pictures. Oh. Now, they can't see what the picture is because we have a little collar under their chin. Sounds like Chuck Winkle. They try to guess what... <laughs> the content of the picture is, or what they portray in the picture. Now, if they should guess a picture, we send 100 care packages in their name. If they should miss a picture, we send 100 care packages in my name. <laughs> so with this game, everybody wins. Nobody loses. Right. I except Jackie Gleason lost because it was awful. Awful, awful show. It bombed. The audience didn't laugh. That was the only time the audience laughed in the entire show. The critics came out and said, this is the worst thing I have ever seen in my life. I think it sounds pretty good. <laughs> and it, it bombed, right? It bombed. And, and this is what... I'd never heard this story, right? Book for eight more shows and apparently Jackie Gleason went into I think it was CBS and said well, we can't do it again he said well Jackie I'm afraid we're, we're tied into it we're, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna push through and he went nah nah I'm not doing it so the next week right the show starts and he's on a bare set and the whole set is gone you can see all the, the wall and the background and all of that the audience is there and he's got a table and a chair and a fag and a cup of coffee, right? And this is what he does. This is incredible. Last week we did a show called You're in the Picture that laid <laughs> without a doubt the biggest bomb. And he's won the room. Isn't that incredible? The they show we're going to have to sit through it, that's why. The show was awful. Comes out straight away. The show was crap last week. I'm 
telling you, friends, that I've seen bombs in my day. <laughs> this would make the H-bomb look like a two-inch salute. <laughs> in our neighborhood, we'd call the atom bomb a scissor. <laughs> this was... Oh, oh, oh. And to show you the element, what, what luck plays, the element of luck in success, now, I wasn't supposed to be here last week. I was going out of town. I was going to play some golf, and I was going to watch Palmer make that 12 he got, you know, on that hole. And somebody said to me, how would you like to do a show? And they told me about this thing, and I stayed around to do it. Now, I, I didn't have to be here. I could have been somewhere having a nice cruise on a Portuguese ship or something. <laughs> As a matter of fact, if I had been on that ship, I wouldn't be here tonight. <laughs> he makes a joke here, sponsored by Kellogg's, right? And this joke, I think it's here, he's just taking a sip of his coffee, and when Kellogg saw this, they, they, they pulled their sponsorship. <laughs> this is a new coffee called Chuck Full of Booze. Kellogg's pulled out straight oh, away. Yeah, <laughs> He's just sat there, puffing away. Before we go any further to discuss this, uh, catastrophe that took place last week, <laughs> and I'll get some dirtier words to explain it later, <laughs> I would like to tell you that tonight, our show is being brought to you by none other friends than L&M Filter Cigarettes. My choice for flavor. Now, unless you're smoking L&M's... Who's that he goes to but listen, just very quickly... He can't joke about booze, but he can push fags. He can push fags, the older... But listen to the applause from the audience when he says... The show last, like, last week yeah. was lousy. They love it. Because you can't imagine even now someone coming on the telly and going, what were we thinking last week? That was awful. It, they're so pleased to hear honesty. Last week we did a show called You're in the Picture that laid... <laughs> Without a doubt, the biggest bomb. They love it. Because TV was still moving. So when would they have then, and even now, have seen such honesty? Mm -hmm. Such honesty. No one will, 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 no one will ever admit to having a turkey. Remember when, when ITV did the nightly show? that failed miserably, where it was like a topical sort of show and it was a different host each week and and it was Davina and I think David Walliams did it and, and, and maybe Gordon Ramsay and stuff. And ITV kept going, up. Oh, this is great. I know Kevin Ligo, who was responsible for the 11 o'clock show, was kind of modelled on that. And they just kept going, oh, it's, an, it's, it's a brave experiment. No! Get one of the hosts to come out and go, ah, jeez, guys, well, um, I mean, what were we, th this is just not working. And he sat there for 30 minutes, Jackie Gleason, and did the whole show, talking about last week's show, telling jokes, and being funny, and then for the rest of the series, the next six weeks, all the guests that have been booked, Bobby Darren and Jane Mansfield, to big stars, he just kind of sort of interviewed them and chatted with, with them for half an hour. That's an incredible amount of trust and freedom yeah. for those days. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I bet, I bet he was an a-hole. I bet yeah, he kicked off. He was clearly the, a real powerful yeah, man. a big star. Like, the biggest star on TV at the time. So it was, it's, it's like Gervais 
yeah. owning up to something and saying, this is crap, let's do it differently. Um, so why am I playing that? I'm playing that for several reasons. One, because I heard it on this podcast radio and I thought, oh, I heard it there, I'm going to give it a plug. It's, it, it, two days in and I found something that has got me, I've subscribed to that, to, to that podcast now to, to, to hear some more stuff like that. It tells the story brilliantly, the industry it's called. Uh, but I think it's Dan Gel- Delgado or something. So I, I, I did it just to, to give that thing a little plug. And I did it because I was trying to think, well, where, where else is there honesty like that? Oh shit, it's us. It's us. It's us. We are as fu- and if I'm wrong, please let me know. And I'm not doing this to blow smoke up my own jacksy, but I'm having a little bit of a crisis of confidence at the moment. Um, I'm getting stage fright doing this show for the first time ever. I'm getting really anxious before the show. Not quite getting the yips yet, but it's getting there. Um, we're the only ones. And it was the applause from the audience for the honesty there. That was the bit. We laid the biggest bomb ever. Whoa, yeah! Well, here's the thing. Those people had gone there knowing that they might have to sit through a turkey, but because they were on, they liked Jackie Gleason. Yeah. And it just made me think, that's what the audience want, is they want the honesty of when you get things right, kind of, you know, being proud of it, and when you get things wrong, put your hands up and go, drop the ball there, I'm really sorry. He goes on to apologise later on in that. And say sorry for. I'd never heard that before, and I just thought it was the most incredible story, and just the most incredible bit of audio. I've really lost faith in a lot of things, particularly seeing Prime Minister Dominic Cummings, you know, trying to make the uh, you know Sajid Javid is is a scumbag as far as I'm concerned, but even him going right, you hang on, you you don't want me to be. Uh, Chancellor, you want you want number ten to be Chancellor, and I'm kind of like a figurehead. And I've got to get rid of got to get rid of all, all my, my people and get your team in, and I do what you say. Nah, nah, we're in a really dangerous age, right? Where 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 a man who has not been elected, an unelected <laughs> official, who'd have thunk it? Who uh, doesn't even pretend to be accountable? Doesn't even pretend is is trying to make control everything. BBC is going to go because of him. Ju- judicial system is going to change because of him. And, and, and now the, 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 the um, finances of the country, the treasury is going to change because of him. I just got really depressed. And then hearing that story about Jackie Gleason and the response from the audience when he sat down and told the truth, I thought, oh, do you know what? There is hope. There is hope out there. There are people, there are good people that want the truth. Yeah. And want honesty. And maybe I'm reading too much into stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I just thought heard that and I thought that was quite interesting. Uh, we got Wayne, we got Steve, we got Jerry. 0344-499-1000. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Thank you for your tweet, White Wolf. Be strong. Be strong. Thanks for that, and uh, got my fingers crossed. Let's go to Mary. Good evening, Mary. Hi, Ian. Hi, um, Mary. And hi, Kath. Hi, Mary. Oh, get uh, that. You're, you're over there. I hadn't noticed yeah, you there. I'm just being quiet. When did you sneak in, <laughs> little monkey? Um, yes, Mary. I, <laughs> uh, I am a long-time listener, first-time caller. Oh, get that bell out! I mean, get here's the, the thing. Uh, can we not just knock this? This is You just, started it. I know I started it, and I'm... I'm <sighs> Happy? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Do it a bit more gracious. Um, no, than that. Oh, she got she got she got my belt, and she, that's that. Right, go. Yes, go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you were just um, talking about stage fright and mm. um, getting stage fright for a show. Yeah. And I think it's good to have stage fright. It shows that you're human, 
Um, I think one of the reasons why you're so, both of you are so great and admirable, it's not just because you're so funny and clever and whatever, it's because you are so obviously human and you accept that you're human um, and you accept that you're capable of making mistakes. And I think a lot of people on the radio just don't have that opinion of themselves. Um, and so I think you should value that and you should... You should keep getting stage fright. Um, listen, I, I know what you mean. I, I, last night, I wasn't here last night. I'm going to be honest. I had a corporate gig. It was it, it, it paid too well for me to to turn it down, and I'm really glad I did it. Some of those things can be sucky, but last night it was lovely. Actually, it was really well organised. Really, really nice people uh, that organised it, and I'm so grateful that they considered me and the, everybody there. It was a real joy, which is rare for those kind mm -hmm. of corporate events. But it's a real joy. Um, and before that, I got nervous, right? Because it's not something I do every day. So so I had proper, and I, was, I phoned up my kids and I said, I said to my eldest, I'm, I'm, I'm only phoning you really because I'm a little bit nervous about this job and I'm just not quite sure. And I talked to him about it and I thought it would be an interesting thing uh, to do. And, um, and, and, and those nerves I think are healthy, right? Because those were the nerves that kept me alert. There was no complacency. There was no arrogance. And it, it, it kind of honed the performance. The thing about the nerves, Mary, now, and it's different from nerves. It, it's, uh, it is stage right before the radio show is this is new right this is new this is not um this is this is not uh this is new this is this is somewhere in my head the wiring has got gone ever so slightly wrong mm -hmm. and something that i should be supremely confident and proud of and have been and then all it is is hanging out with my best mate uh, and you know we're up for two awards next month i mean I, I'm, I'm, I'm probably not gonna go but you know we're up for two awards and everything is, is going great and it looks like we might be getting another year and all of this stuff but there's 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 something in the back of my head that is, it's really hard to put into words. I, and this is next week. I'm going to think about this a lot to try and get to the bottom of it. Mm -hmm. I think my, I think somewhere inside of me there is, a, there's a message that is trying to get to me, and it can't quite get to me. Oh. And then this is coming out in stage fright. This is coming out in anxiety. This is coming out in something. My body is trying to send me a message. Now, is that message quit the show? I don't think so. Is that message? maybe do less shows a week it might be it might be there's something's going on mary and i don't know what it is yeah you've got to you've got to figure it out man yeah um just give yourself some time to think about it and chill out and maybe just not think about the show for a bit yeah next um, this is it next week i'm not going to listen to the radio no offense Catherine, but i'm just not going <laughs> to listen to radio because i do it all the time and i just want to i'm going to meditate i'm going to play video games i'm going to go to some meetings i've got to do a little bit of written work that my sponsors say you know i'm going to do stuff i'm going to watch the movies but one thing i am not going to do is i'm not going to wake up and switch on james o'brien i'm not going to get in the car and put on radio 4 i'm, I'm just going to take a break from it you're a good person, Mary. What do you what what what's your life? What do you do? Um, I am a software developer. Um, I'm actually kind of having a few um, quarter life crisis kind of moments myself at the moment, not really knowing <clears throat> what I'm supposed to be doing next. Um, but I think it's just a matter of you've got to acknowledge that sometimes your life is going to have these periods of staleness. And mm. where you just think, what the hell am I supposed to do? I knew there and was something going they, on. I knew it. I felt that vibe. So, so are you, like, unhappy at work? Is a job coming to an end? Are you just not feeling oh, yeah. satisfied? Um, 
I've I've been working at this place for five years, and um, I think it's run its course for me. I think they're getting a, a lot out of me, um, maybe sort of more than they pay for. And um, I've felt like I just sort of have to keep going. I have to stay loyal to the company. But, you know, there's there's no reason why I need to be loyal to me and do what I need to do. But I, at the moment, I don't really know what I need to do next. Can I just say, um, can I just, just take it back there? I need to be loyal to me. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> That's it. Go on, Kat. Take it from me. That's someone it. who left a 15-year-old job, right? Mm-hmm. They replace you in a heartbeat. They, yeah. they won't be loyal to you. Sometimes knowing where you're going to be in the next 10 years if you don't change anything is the most terrifying thing. A lot of people crave job security, but when it comes to the point where you think, God, if I'm still here next year, and it makes your stomach sink, you've got to listen to that. Yeah, that's so true. Um, can I just say that um, I didn't actually ring in to talk about this. Oh. Um, I, I, said, <laughs> I sent you a very silly tweet a few minutes ago about playing boots and ting. Oh, you're the boots <laughs> and ting lady. Right, hang on a second. Everybody just calm down. Timmy, me boots and ting. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, okay, now. So but, that's the original. But I've got to find, I've got to add the effect. So we're going to play it. But is it, um, it might be this. I can never remember which effect it is. No, I don't think it's this. Hang on. No, that's not it. There's another effect. Hang on. Hang on. Bear with me, caller. Uh, might be this. Might be this. Let me try this. No, it's not that. Hang on. Bear with, bear with me, caller. Bear with me. Um, I'm bearing. Bear with me. Could be this. Could be this. No, it's not pitch. Um, but hang on. Band pass delay, distortion, dynamic processor, filter, graphic equalizer, high shelf filter, high pass, low pass, low shelf, matrix reverb, multiband, cold, new pitch. No, peak pitch. It could be pitch. It could be pitch. Hang on. It won't be pitch because pitch, it will still be the same speed. Jeez. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> See so what strange. you've done, Mary. You've made it even oh, more no. fraught. I'll just hang up now. No, no, no. no. Don't you dare. You'll see this through. It's this, 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 it's this. I know it's this. I know it is this. Hang on. It is this. Hello? Where's it gone? It's not that. Oh, right. It's definitely not that. Okay. Right, hang on. It's not sample delay, round trip reverb, pitch. All right, we're going to go with this. I'm going to pretend it's this because it's not this, though. Me and my boots and ting. Okay. Yes, it is. All right, it's this. So, we're going to play See Me and My Boots and Ting, right? Uh, and it's going to be the first one to three out of you and Catherine. Right. So, okay. this is um, our friend Dave saying See Me and My Boots and Ting at normal speed. See Me and My Boots and Ting. Now, that's at normal speed. It sounds slow. But I think he might have, I think he might have had a car accident or something. I don't know. So, See Me and My Boots and Ting. That's normal speed. Right. I am going to adjust it. And you have, and you're going to go first, Mary. You're going to tell me, have I, is Dave saying it higher and faster, or is Dave saying it lower and slower? You go first, Mary, please. Um, I think he's going to say it lower and slower. Or, or, sorry, the third option is exactly the same. Yeah, I'm going to still go with lower and slower. Catherine? Higher and faster. Higher and faster. Dave, how are you going to say it? Lower and slower. It's one nil to Catherine. Wow. Uh, to, to Mary. One nil to Mary. Okay. Okay. Catherine, this is your uh, answer. Is Dave going to slow down? Is he going to say it at the normal speed or is he going to go faster? Normal speed. You're saying normal speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary? Um, 
Higher and faster, I think. Higher and faster. Dave, how are you saying it these days? So it's still 1-0, it's still 1-0. Okay, we've got all to play for. Mary, your turn. Lower and slower, uh, normal or higher and faster? Higher and faster. Catherine? Normal, I'm going to stick with normal. Dave? Normal speed, one all. <laughs> this shiz just got serious. Okie dokie. <laughs> Who's, you're going first now, Catherine. Is Dave going to go higher and faster, lower and slower, or normal? Normal. Normal. Mary? Okay, I am going to stick with higher and faster, Ian. Okie dokie. Dave? <laughs> Oh, so it's the fastest we've ever had. <laughs> it's a world record from Dave. Catherine, what's the scores, please? Two to Mary, one to me. Okie dokie. This could be it, Mary. This could be it. Catherine, you're going to go first. Dave is going to say, see me in my boots and ting. Slow and low. Slow and low. Mary, you have normal or fast and high? It's going to have to be normal this time. Dave, what's going on? The decider, ladies and gentlemen. We have the decider. Mary, your turn. Is he going higher and faster? Is he going slower and lower? Or is he saying it at his normal speed? I'm not sure he could go any lower and slower, so I'm going to have to go with higher and faster. Higher and faster, Catherine. Normal. You're going for normal. Dave! Simimi Butsanting. Mary, you're a good egg. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us and thank you for playing uh, Boots and Ting, a game I'd forgotten all about. I feel like a winner. All right. Let's go to the United States of America, the home of gun crime. And Jerry. Hi, Anna Cass. Who is not responsible, as far as we know, for any gun crime. Many. But we don't know. We don't, we haven't got the um, results back from Judge Judy yet. <laughs> me, me? <laughs> you. Hey, Jerry, what's, what's going on in California? You know what? I know you guys are going to go on break pretty soon, but I just wanted to call you and say hello and... I wanted to tell you that I am going to the Monkees to go see the Monkees concert. No, Ian, no, come on. She's looking. Why is she trolling me? Congratulate Why her. is she trolling me? Why is she trolling me? Why is she why is this scumbag trolling me? Keep it nice, you've got three minutes. Come on. That is man. great news. That is great news, Jerry. I'm so pleased for you. I hope you have a lovely time. Well, you know what? Usually I don't like to go out where there's a crowd and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, um, my cousin bought a ticket for her daughter, and, and her daughter won't be able to make it. So, you oh, know what? Man. I said, heck, I'm why so not? envious. No? Where, whereabouts are you seeing them? Um, it's in, um, I'm not sure if you're, are you familiar with Riverside? No, not at all. Okay, it's, um, it's just a city in California, and it's, um, it's called the Fox um, Performing Arts Center. Oh. And, um, oh, yeah, and you know what? I will send you guys some whatever, you know, ticket. I mean, not tickets. Um, <laughs> what do you call it? Video you and, said and pictures. Oh, Jerry, I'm afraid you did actually say you'd send us some tickets. And legally, <laughs> legally, you're obliged to send us tickets for the concert and tickets for the flight, I'm afraid. Ah, so... oh, man, I'm <laughs> so envious. You're going to have a wicked time, Jerry. Those guys put on a show. And and, and you listen to Mickey Dolenz's voice. He's, he's got to be 76 now. He can still wail. Yeah, but you know what? I'm up there too, though. I'm kind of, you know, I'm an old hag. 
<laughs> no, 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 no. You got, you got, he's got a few years on, on all of us. Ah, uh, mate, honestly, you're going to have such a good time. They put on such a good show, those two. And uh, that venue looks incredible. The ve- well, this is the, uh, when I saw them a few years ago. They play these really nice little theatres and art centres, and it's, uh, they're great venues. It looks like it's an old cinema. Ah. Jerry, when is it? Um, a- um, April 10th. Beautiful. Oh, you've got to let us know how it goes, man. I will, I will. Um, and you guys can answer your email, though, because I'll send you pictures or wherever I could send you guys, but you got to answer my email. We will answer. Here's Monkey's pictures, Jerry. I'm going to answer that email myself with my own fingers. Jerry, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're going to have a wicked time. 0344 499 1000. we got Wayne, we got Steve, we got Jerry. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. I know and love, guys. 0344 499 1000. Wayne! Catherine, Ian, how the devil are you? Okay, Wayne, I'm sucking on a whole soother. Likewise. So, what can we do for you, Wayne, while we're sucking a whole soother? Well, I think this baby, you and Catherine, is crazy. It's absolutely brilliant. And we're all going to help you to nature it to grow. Your show is the dog. Does he, right, hang on. There's so many mixed metaphors here, Do you know about our secret baby? I hope not. Mm. Well, it's your baby. Mm. Brilliant show. It's nearly four years old. I know it is, but you're just talking here about food nerds and that. Well, if you could do it, I'm about to get my PA system out and I'm going to go back on the road because I've had a knock like you and... Yes, man! What are you going to do, Wayne? Well, I'm going back to Wayne's World of Karaoke. Yes, Yay! Wayne! 
it took me years to do it, but I'm going to do it. And you guys, I'm going to say you're my inspiration. I want to I want to come and sing a song at Wayne's World of Karaoke. So it's brilliant. And I, like to say, I've, I've already chosen your song. Well, hang on. What song have you chosen? Well, it, it's by Maxbox, and it's called Rockabilly Rebel. Right. So, hang on. Are you going to go and just sing a karaoke, or do you have a travelling karaoke that you're going to tour around? I tour. I, I, I do the pubs. Uh, okay. Do people still do? Genuine question. I've not seen. I used to go um, when I was like sixteen, seventeen. We go to the boozer, couple of mm. vodies and oranges, and we go and um, do karaoke. Is, do, do people still do karaoke? Well, it is fading off. I mean, I, in my area, I live. I was one of the first bands. Did what twenty eight years ago? Yeah. And I used to take a book out with the little tapes, and you used to have to read out of the book when it just yeah, progressed. yeah, the book would get passed around I the pub. Remember that, yeah, yeah, the book would get passed around the pub. Yeah, yeah, and I just progressed from there, and it, it, I just fell on it by mistake, and it ended up being my living for sixteen years. Did you get um, Wayne's World karaoke groupies? Oh, of course, and it was so handy. Carry the PA system. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Carry your microphone. <laughs> But the thing is, I'm so uh, particular to how it fitted in my town because, mm. and if you don't pack it right, you end up leaving something. So that's true. very true, very it's true. true. Honestly, you, we've all got a way. Once you packed it, and it takes, it took me quite a while. Just where goes where and where goes what. <laughs> and, and that's it, important stuff, man. Are we having the same conversation? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and. Sometimes the roadies would put something in and I'd shut the boot and I thought they'd say that. I roadies with groupies. Okay, well, well groupies, groupies, groupies. roadies, what do you want to call them? Well, they're, they're, they're two completely different things. Well, not necessarily by okay. the sounds of things. But so no, your, your, no, groupies, okay. your groupies would help you, you help you shove it in the back? Yes. Great, Wayne. Would you like to sing us your song now? Well, no, because oh. I'm laid down again. I've done my back in. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, but um, Marvin Gaye used to sing Lying Down, didn't he? Yes, he did. Really? Yeah. yeah, he did. That's what made him sound so sexy. Well, probably right, yeah. i tell you what I will do, though. When I, that, that song you played here, when, when you first opened your show. What song? I don't remember. That, oh, um, uh, what was it? I don't know, but it was brilliant. It was, um, it was, um... Bananarama. No, it was in celebration of James Whale's guest. Oh, it was New York Groove, Ace Fraley, yes. Oh, what a awesome. And the, I, I thought... I thought, was you beaters on the table, or was that the beat? That was the drums. That was the beat. Yeah, well, I think that's my intro when I walk in. Oh, yes, man. Yeah. Walk in there and own like in the, the place. New York groove. Yes, like a sex god. What kind of areas will you be covering with the New York groove? Oh, well, okay. Let's say Skegness. Boom. Skeggy? Yes. Ready, Skeggy? Ready, Skeggy. Ready for the summer? Go on, give us a snatch of your matchbox. I, I, no, I'm embarrassed. Wait, Wayne, Wayne, you're going to walk in. You're going to walk in the white lion. I, no, no, listen, please. You're going to pretend, pretend we're a pair of drunks. We're in the hope and anchor. Couple of drunks. Hey! Do you know what? Because some now my mouth's going dry. I wish I said that. Now my mouth's gone dry. Mm. I you will. Give him I I'm will sing a song. Uh, you, okay, you sing a song then. Oh, Wayne, stop being a pussy. <laughs> sing a song. 
Don't be so wet, you snowflake cock. Who gives a... No, Wayne, sing, sing, sing a song. Sing a song of Wayne. Punch a pocket full of pie. Four and twenty Wayne boys baked in a pie. Or when no pie was open, Wayne began to sing. Oh, my God. That was almost a song. Goodbye, Wayne. Let's go to Steve. Hello, Steve. Disappointed, very, very disappointed in Wayne's World Karaoke. Me too. Yeah, if you're an entertainer, you've got to entertain, haven't you? You've really? got to entertain, and I keep telling Catherine this, and she will not listen. She does her best. I do. She does her best, it's just a shame her best. Anyway, Steve. Yeah, yeah, I missed the uh, first hour and 20 minutes of the show. I was watching the um, Price and Fury uh, thing on Catch Up on ITV Plus. There's a bit of a person I admire a lot, and uh, yeah, that was good. Tyson Fury, big <laughs> old boxer. <laughs> big old boxer, Tyson Fury. <laughs> what, a, what a name, what a, what, what a bloke. What a name, what a fist that man's got. <laughs> yes. Yes, I was watching a bit about his last... Well, What is wrong with your phone, Steve? Um, hang on a sec. Is that better I'm laying down? I'm Why is everyone laying down? What's, is everyone it's been 12 minutes past midnight. Exactly. The night is still young. Yeah, but you get the dinner time show, you get the morning show. This would be the bedtime show, really. Dirty yeah, kid. Sort of a, I bet a lot of people listen to you while they're in bed. Yeah, they? while they're making love to the partners <laughs> or to their pillows. Say, so this is yeah. a bit of a turn off, to be honest. Yes, uh, this radio show is so <laughs> yeah, sexy for all the ladies and gentlemen <laughs> out there. So sexy when I listen to you guys. Good, so, good, Steve. This is what we we want to make um, lonely, sad, pathetic men feel sexy, and it sounds like it's working. Well, no, you don't make me feel oh. happy. I mean, you make me feel happy. We're failing. We're failing miserably. Anyway, what uh, can we do for you, you, you horn dog? Uh, horn dog, yeah. Well, um, well, first of all, I, was, I mean, I started listening, you had that American comedian guy talking on. It reminded me a bit of Bob Monkhouse, funny enough. Yeah. Oh, Jackie Gleason. Yeah, there's, there, there, I, I bet he would have gleaned a lot from Gleason. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so when you look back on sort of like the uh, biopic of, you know, the TV biopic of Bob Monkhouse, some of the stuff he's up to him. God, he was sort of embarrassingly honest at some times, you know, he was sort of quite cringeworthy, but, uh, he, yeah, he's another great guy. Yeah, yeah, then, um, yeah, after I watched that Tyson Fury thing, I was just watching the sort of 10 o'clock news, which was like 11 o'clock, because I was watching Catch Up. What? And that started to scare me. Yeah, the Boris Johnson and, uh, Sadiq Khan and all that stuff. Then you start talking about that as well, but... Well, oh, just, yeah, yeah Savage Javid, this is Ajit Javid. We're about, to, we're kind of entering a dictatorship, guys. We're entering yeah. a dictatorship. And it's, <laughs> here's the thing, it ain't Boris Johnson who's steering the ship, it's Prime Minister Cummings. Mm -hmm. An yeah, unelected well. official. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Still, though, still, Steve, you managed to cheer us all up a bit, so that's something. <laughs> Sorry, have I scared you again? No, never scared. Uh, yeah. I've had quite a week. Um, yeah, I love your show. And you know, I've been thinking a bit recently that um, you'd, you'd, you'd be really good, you two, you know, especially, uh, you know, you've got like a sort of USP, uh, sort of like a workshop for people um, who are going through it. You know, you, you know, you talk about the steps a lot and the meetings. I think we could cure people. 
<laughs> I think we could cure people, Catherine, of depression, anxiety, and I'm going to put it out there, cancer. What the world needs now is more unqualified mental health experts. <laughs> Absolutely. Just out advice. I wouldn't want to do a workshop on it, but I'm happy to talk about it on the show and on my Twitch streams. And, if, you know, if people, yeah. uh, if I, you know, I've had people come up to me, if I, they see me having a Costa on my own, and people have come up to me and I had a little chit-chat, I'm happy to, to yeah. do all that. But hang on, are you telling me there's there's dollar to be made? Because I, I might stop talking about it on the, on the air and just get the dollar. Keep the secrets, we'll man. Ki we'll, we'll cure the uh, rich no, people. worth more than money, Ian. You know that. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Love's worth 15 quid a shot. Steve, nice to talk to you. Um, go to sleep. You're a very tired man. 03444991000 Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The cats could only open the old bin because it was broken, right? They... Dropped it. No, I'm pretty sure the older cats learned to jump on it oh, to flip it open. Shit. Don't you remember? You're right. Oh, I bought a new bin, exactly the same as the old bin, because I broke the old bin, not even two years old, and I broke the old bin because I had to shake it upside down and then I smashed it, so the lid didn't shut properly. But I don't. But but the and recently I, the babies have been going in the bin. But you're right, Lucky worked out how to jump on it and make it pop open. Yeah, she did. Balls, a waste of money. Could you put, like, spikes on the top or something? Of the cat? Why would I do that? That's cruel. What a dumb thing to say. I'm so sorry, listeners. Let's go to Jerry. Good evening, Jerry. Jerry. Good evening, Jerry. Listen to the band. Da, 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 da. Baby monkeys. Easy things, I hate to break this to you, Jerry. There's a new Jerry on the block. There's a new Jerry on the block. It's okay. I'm past it now. You're an old man. Not long. Hello, I'm getting old. Why is there a weird echo on the uh, line? A weird echo on the line. Because it's crap phones. Karen phones. Crap. Yeah. Crap phone. It's crap phone is. How you doing, man? Not spoken to you for ages. How you doing, man? Not spoken to you for ages. No, I'm not. I don't think it's too bad. I tell you what's teaching me. I was speaking a bit better, even though I'm not doing well tonight. Alexa. Because that's the slow down just so for the understanding. I speak clearly. Sounds like I'm speech a little bit. You speak, you're speaking better mental. than you have done for a while. I mean, it's still bollocks, what you're saying, but yeah, we can understand. We can understand it, that it's rollocks. I understand that it's rollocks. Well, but you know, you can call me up and call me out of order. It's just, you know, if something's bothering you. Something you don't want to tell you, something's bothering you. It's in my Sierra's. I don't, you ever think you've, you can, I just uh, don't want you to worry about it. You get tested. You know, you're one about, don't you? Get tested? Testies. Testies? Was he always talking about my testies for? I thought he said something about sharing, getting he tested. Wants, he wants to share my testies. No, Mike, Mike Sierra finished health Mike. Oh, Mike Sierra, MS. Who's got MS? You've been tested for MS before. Oh, I was tested for MS. Yeah, yeah, I got tested for MS. That's okay. I just uh, didn't want to, but I just hate to think that you got that. I was like, good deal. I haven't got MS. I just didn't care about it. That's all right, mate. That was ages ago. That was a while. It was a few years ago I got tested for that. Once I got tested yeah, for it, and they didn't really do a lot of tests. It just turned out I had my watch strap up too tight, so my arm was a bit numb. That was the that was the first time. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. The watch was too tight, and uh, when I, my right arm was numb, and that's one of the signs. And it's my watch was too tight. And um, but then I then I I can't remember why I 
where, oh, it's because I was getting really bad headaches and they did a brain scan and I had like these these um, white marks on my brain which you can get if you've got MS. They're lesions, aren't they? Lesions, but it, and so I had yeah. the lumbar puncture and I had all, this, all of that. But it turns out it's probably just cocaine damage. It's nuts, isn't it? Lumbar puncture. Oh, funny things. Oh, lumbar puncture. Oh, I wasn't, yeah. laugh, I wasn't yeah. laughing after the lumbar puncture. I was out of action for a week. Couldn't move. Yeah. Couldn't, I had to lie still. A rectal biopsy, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, great heavy metal band who are playing in London soon. Playing in London soon. What? So, I just thought I was worried about that. I think you just think you should worry about that. I think you're clearly a good man. Hi, Kat. Hello. Well, are you going? You're not going, are you? Because I've got to cut you off. Yeah. I'll stay on him. Love you, bum. Oh, <gasps> Jesus, he beat me Gets to it. Gets you every time. Beat me to it. So scumbag. Um, um, let's go to Tina. Good evening, Tina. You're very sedate today. What's going on in the background? Oh, I'm just digging, digging the chocolate box to get some chocolate out. Oh, there, is the chocolate box playing music or something? Because I can hear something. Oh, I've got Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis. What is it called? Yummy, 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 yummy. yummy, yummy. Oh, friends with benefits. Mm. Are you... Fr- you seen it? No. Why haven't you seen it? Jeez, I mean, if you were to ask me that about every film that I haven't seen, we'd be here for a long time. Well, I won't then. Let's ask you about... Uh, we don't want to talk about rectal whatever that the man just talked about. Should we talk about fractured wisdom teeth? Sure, go on. What's your experience with that? One? I've got one now, mate, while I'm talking to you. Unlucky. Straight after my kidney infection. Unlucky. How unlucky am I? Isn't that amazing? Not really. Not really. I've been in excruciating pain, but I still endeavour to phone you at night. And I you don't have to. Last night. No, I like to. Okay, well, I'm just saying, if you're in pain, you don't... If you're in pain or not in pain, you don't have to. When I'm in pain, I really want to call you. Okay, we need to see if we can get some painkillers to this young woman. (laughs) Why did you call last night? Neither of us were in. I was driving, and I had to be on speaker, because you're not going to pay the £250 for me to go to Ealing to be retrained to not use my phone, would you? That was the night before when we couldn't hear you. Have you got no concept of time? No, because I'm on painkillers and stuff. Okay, well, you didn't phone us. You didn't phone us last night. Oh yeah, I fell asleep. I I was going to phone you, but I phoned Daryl. We weren't in. We weren't in. No, you weren't. Oh, that's it. I spoke to him. I spoke to Jamie East. (laughs) He's quite good, isn't he? He's all right. Yeah, don't know him. He's he's quite. You don't know him. No. Oh, don't you ever do a crossover with him when he stands in for other people? No. Oh, all right then. No. Keep calm. He was good. Uh, yeah, no, I phoned Daryl as well. He's a nice young fella. He's a sweetheart. I want to kidnap him and lock him up I in want, a box and, and bury I him in the garden him. and keep him for myself. That's weird, mate. No. No, I want to do that too, Ian. Should we do it together? Yeah, let's cut him in half. You can have the top half, I'll have the bottom half. We'll put him in a box and we'll bury him in our gardens. It'll no, be that's wonderful. very greedy, Ian. That's greedy. All right, well, Why you can have the bottom half, I'll have the top half. As long as I get half of Daryl Morris in a box buried in my garden, I'll be so happy. So would I, but I've got a garden, so can't we bury him in my garden? No. Because, my idea. No, because you're famous and on the telly and you'll get done for it. 
I don't care. I can say It'll I'm be mad. Worth it. I can say I'm mad. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. People who say they're mad, you know what? They ain't mad. Oh, well, I'm not mad then. There you go. I'm you not see. mad. What, how, what, what is your life? I'm not mad. What is your life? My life is, is quite cack at the moment, but I'm rolling with it. So we got, so we can do, isn't it? That's all we can do. Isn't it? Oh. Isn't it? I'm coming up to 50 as well, Ian. You didn't know that, did you? I, 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 I thought that would have happened a, f- a few years ago, if I'm completely honest. No, you haven't looked at my picture, because you wouldn't be saying that, because my next-door neighbour's 25. Oh, what, God, no, I've, oh, I've, seen, I've, I've seen your picture. I've seen your picture, and I still would have, yes. Get out of it. Said it was a few years ago. You need to get out more, mate. That was, that was two years ago. That was in my Zumba fitness days before I looked after my mum for two years and almost died, but I'm still alive. Wow. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. So my next door neighbour's 25 and thought I was 27. Okay, well, young people are often idiots. And he sounds no, like I'm, one. I'm, I'm getting that when I go out all the time, Ian. I think you're jealous. I think you're jealous, mate. Of? Me. And my youth. My youthful look. Um... No. Okay. No. You're 46-something, aren't you? I'm 46-something, yes. I thought you were much more, because I remember you in yeah. the Ali G... Was it, what was it? The 11 o'clock show day? Yes, that was it. Yes, yes. You were quite good on that. I was not quite good on that. I was excellent on that. I was going to say excellent, but you can you can improve on quite good, so I was going to say excellent. You can improve but... on excellent, uh, and I, I do every day. Every day I strive to improve. By the way, team, That's Sunday nights, by the way, Sunday nights, 8 o'clock, twitch.tv slash Ian Lee. I am watching every episode of the 11 o'clock show again. You're all welcome to come and join me. Last last Where? episode of Series How... 1 this Sunday. How do I do that? What, you, I'm go to, you go to twitch.tv slash yeah. Ian Lee. Will you be making me Twitch, though? No, no. Why? You're, you're, you're batting for both teams these days, Ian. Uh, yeah, but, but even bisexual people still have standards. Yeah, but you're greedy, man. Okay. Why do you get to be greedy? Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a little bit biphobic. No, it's not biphobic. It I wish is, I was. It is a, well, I it wish is a I little was, bit. I the, like the, the saying you're greedy line is it's a little bit offensive to us. Okay, we'll take it, mate. But I like. No, you. Well, no, I won't. Well, I won't. I'll, I'll call it out for what it is. It's it, it's a little bit unpleasant. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I don't want to be unpleasant. That's why I'm just. I'm just. I know I'm not making a thing of it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay, I like girls too, but I don't want to fiddle with them. So I'm not phobic. I I know you're trying to come across as charming and funny. You're actually coming no. across as a dick. No. You Ian, are. Take offense. Ian, no, 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 no. I, no. Like I will girls. take offense when you say stuff that I find offensive, and, and you're being offensive. I don't want to be offensive. Well, then I'm stop talking. Okay. Thanks very much for your call. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. We knew there'd be a point, Catherine. That may have been it. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. I don't like that. Oh, you're greedy. Greedy. Bisexual. And also, um, when people say, I heard someone say this the other day on something. Um, it was, it was the straight man. It was a woman. Anyway, it was, assume it was a woman saying, well, I'm, I'm not bi. I wish I was. But, well, you, you can be. <laughs> you know, if you, 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 do you, can you, can you wish um, you were bi? That seems an odd thing. I think you just are or you aren't, aren't you? I just, um, I just don't, I just, I just, I didn't like the tone of those jokes. The, the, your gre- I don't like that greedy line. I think, and I've probably said it in the past 
we, we learn. And I think I was quite polite about that, but the, the fiddling, I don't fiddle with anyone. I bring them to thundering climaxes. That's what I do. And you don't do that through fiddling. You do that through technique. Don't know why I'm making eye contact with you, Kath. Sorry, that's a bit weird. It's a bit awkward, <laughs> yeah. mate. Uh, now, Amy's over there. I've got to look. Let me look at my, um, uh, my whole soothers. You do that through technique. You do that through skills. You do not do that by fiddling. Can I look at you yet? Hiya! <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I don't know. It's just, um, you know, I just, I just... It's that thing of um, the assumption that someone who is bisexual is um, not fussy, um, kind of... Uh, of loose morals or what, that kind but of thing. But listen, I get it was meant in 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 good. T- I, I I get that it wasn't meant to be mean. I totally get that. But I didn't I didn't like it, and I'm allowed to say I don't like it. And I thought I was said that very politely about the first bit, and then the second bit, you know, it kind of carried on. So we're all cool. We're all cool. Um, but but I just you know we're all cool. Just you know I'm I'm uh, I'm learning. I'm still learning to say I'm bisexual. This thing last night. Uh, there was a, one of the guys there, actually, he's a tech journalist, and he's been on Julia's show, and I, I, I um, you know, I, I told him I was sorry about that. Um, but we talked about Philip Schofield, and he's, he's, we were just talking about it, because he had kind of asked what this show was, and I said, oh, we've talked about Philip. He said, he said, I don't understand, he said, I'm a straight man, I don't understand how a man can go all that long and only come out in his 50s. Did he only just realise he was gay? Did he just do that? I said, well, it's different for... And he was, he was asking genuinely. Mm-hmm. I said, well, it's different for everyone. Pause. Do I say this? Yes, I do say this. I came out as bi last year, and I still struggle, still getting very uncomfortable around saying that. And he, of course he was cool about it, but, oh, all right, what was that like? And I said, well, you know, it was fine, and it was, but it, it was, I kind of sort of always knew, but tried to ignore it, and then it just got too painful not to share it. And I still feel embarrassed saying it in front of you. Why? I don't know. I, I, maybe it's not you, maybe it's just saying it in front of anybody. Yeah. Because it feels a little bit silly, and I feel I should go, well, here's my boyfriend now, and I still feel a little bit... That's the thing. Uncomfortable I, I saying I think it. that... For a lot of people, the assumption is once someone comes out, it's because they're about to introduce their part- same-sex partner, right? Or yeah. that it's uh, announcing some kind of feeding frenzy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a baby vampire. But it's not that at all. It's just about acknowledging part of your life. It's not about you, and he said, indicating everyone. It's about me. Yeah. But I still feel uncomfortable saying it, and... Um, uh, now, I feel, now I feel a little bit ashamed. It's not your shame. No, I know. I know all of that. Isn't that funny? But that's why I need to keep saying it. That's why yesterday I said it to this guy. Yeah, because you know? the thought was, I'm not, maybe I shouldn't say it. Well, the, and that's the thing yeah, that's that was the thought is, I'm not going to say it. But actually we're having a conversation where it's relevant to say it. He's asked a question that I have very similar experience about, so I can share my experience. And part of me is thought, oh, don't, don't say it. It doesn't make you a spokesperson for everyone. Oh, no, no, I am the spokesperson for um, the L's, the G's, the B's, the T's, the Q's, and the pluses. Okay, that's a lot of that responsibility. Is a lot for all of them. For all of them, whether they like it or not. I think most of them do like it. They love it. 
love it. Um, some show tonight. Should we take calls straight to her for the last 30 minutes? Why the hell not? T- tomorrow is our last show together ever because we're splitting up. That's a joke. There's a great gag in The Monkeys. There's some really good... I'm going to watch some of The Monkeys TV series next week. There's some really rubbish stuff in there. Some really great gags. They're lost on a desert island, right? And they just can't find out to get off this desert island. And Mike says, all right, guys, look, we, we're getting nowhere like this. I think we should split up. And Mickey goes, no, 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 no. What about the band? Boom, here we come. You can't split us up. It's just such a lovely gag done so deliciously. 0344-499-1000 is the phone number. Let's take calls straight to air. Don't swear. Don't be libelous. Don't be racist. Um, seven second delay. So if you say anything we don't like, we can dump it. No one gets to hear it. With that in mind, we go to line one. Line one, you're on the wireless. Oh, hello. Um, talk, talk. Have I got the right talk? Talk, talk. Radio talk. Talk, talk. Yeah. Life's what you I make it, yes. I'm just, I'm, I'm sorry. I've just, I've just switched the radio on like I do every night. Um, or we keep it on during the evening. I've just heard a really strange conversation between a lady who phoned up and was calling. Is it yourself? Yes, you're on the air now, yes. Oh, saying she, about you were greedy. Don't quite understand what she was. Because I'm bisexual. T- turn your radio oh. off. Yeah, hold on. There we go. This is this is, this is yeah, my. I just fa- find it really. Is that seri- was that serious conversation in this day and age that somebody actually thinks another human being is greedy? That's an odd expression. It's an old-fashioned way, isn't it? Of, of it's a, probably it's a term. Not, I, Old, did she though? She was well. No, I know, but you don't have to be old to use old-fashioned um, no. terms. But, yeah, it's but, quite comical. It's hurtful. I found it hurtful. Yes. Are you I'm quite cutting? Are you um, a bisexual human being? No, I'm not. I, no, I'm not. And um, I just find <laughs> it strange how people are saying, "Oh, I wish I was though." Um, do it. I just find it bizarre. I think, but if you wish you were, why aren't you? And yep. this is pushing yeah. crazy. I'm sorry to laugh, but it's either if that if I was in that position, I'd find it quite hurtful and quite well, cutting. And uh, here's um, the thing: I probably I, I have probably made those okay. jokes in my past. We are uh, we are works in progress. We are learning, and hopefully she will take something away from that. And I'm I'm learning about me, and I'm learning that actually I didn't really like that in the context of that conversation. It feels a little I lazy. Didn't like it at all. I found it very it, completely insulting, but quite ignorant. Yep. <laughs> I think the fact it came hot on the heels of are you going to make me twitch and when you said no it was what but you go what? both ways the assumption being that you would take anyone oh gosh quite bizarre really in this day and age with all, all that's going on throughout the world and How, can I ask you a question can I ask you two questions you can I'm not sure if I can answer them you can definitely not answer the clever. you can definitely answer the first one what's your name <laughs> my name's Julie hello Julie nice to talk to you what yeah. how is How's your life going? Well, um, I'm single. I'm single. I have um, a son. I was divorced a very, very long time ago. And just recently, my son and his wife have had this beautiful baby girl. Fantastic. A few days old. And it's given me a different outlook on life completely. It was... um, we were lucky that she's still here, the little girl, because it was a difficult birth. 
and um, is she, is she, is she well is she healthy now now that she's born is she yes, okay thank god she is Beautiful. thank god she is and she's just a, a few relief. days old and yeah it is a relief. stressful few it's days a but a, a, a relief oh gosh yeah Fant- and oh, congratulations Thank you, but it just gives me a different perspective on life altogether. Can I, 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 I've picked up on a couple of things, and maybe I've got this wrong, so if I have, tell me to go away. But you, if I, would I be right in suggesting that since your beautiful granddaughter has come into the world and, and is now safe and well, that were you feeling a little bit lonely before she came along? I was. I was, yes, and probably a bit down. And um, all sorts of things. I work full time, and all sorts of things go on, don't they? As they do <laughs> in life. And, I picked um, up a sense of regret when you said when well, when you said you got divorced a long time ago. I just picked picked up <laughs> a, a sense of regret that that perhaps you you hadn't met somebody since then. Well, possibly, but that's my own fault. That's probably my own choice because. I don't, I'm, I'm not one of these people who are on dating no. sites like everything else seems to be. Maybe I'll have the courage one day. Well, maybe, I'm maybe, sure. maybe. But but the, but this beautiful yes, little um, girl has, 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 has given I, you um, life and hope. Oh, God. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. It's given me a whole different outlook on um, so-called problems. And, mm. it, you know, you dwell on things. Don't possibly, I don't know if you've ever been in that position or but when you are on your own and things aren't going right, you do tend to dwell on things. Yeah, of course. They become huge and then something like this happens and you think, well, it's just, why am I bothering? I look at her and I just think, my gosh. It is nice to have someone who you, in you. bed with you who you can elbow at three o'clock in the morning and go, I'm really, <laughs> just, just, I'm really worrying about that loan that we've got. Just tell yeah. me it's going to be all right. And when you're on yeah. your own, and I'm living on my own at the moment, I'm divorced and yeah. I'm, I'm living on my own. It, when you haven't got that, it, it, you, you, you can... Things can spiral out of control a bit in your mind. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Because there's nobody to say, oh, it'll be okay. Or, That's all you need. Um, yeah, but I, I was looking at her today and I thought, gosh, yeah. why do I care what's going on at Aren't work? Aren't they, I saw, um, I, I got... I was lucky enough to see, a, I think, like an eight-week-old baby the other day. You forget, oh, my boys are ten and eight now, so they're big fart machines. But you forget how tiny they are. They're so small at the start, aren't they? Tiny, she's so cute. Oh. They're a tiny, tiny little thing. But then when I hear people talk, making a big, I think it was the word greedy when I heard. I just thought, my goodness, Julie, I'm so you glad you've called. You're, you're, you're um, look around. We Julie, are what we are, and yeah, you're, you're, and you're a very delightful human being. I'm so pleased oh. that everybody is safe and well, and and that you're through. <laughs> You know, the tricky few days. And um, I, I look forward yeah. to speaking to you again at some point, Julie. Thank you oh, so much for your call. And you can care too. Take thank care. you. Bye-bye. What a nice lady. Isn't that lovely? And congratulations, a little, little baby. You forget, Kath, they're so tiny. I think also... Tiny. Be, being a grandparent, like from that. my parents' experience, is, is something else. It's yeah. um, very special, especially got, when you start to feel like, when your kids are grown up and independent, what is your role anymore as a sort of parenting yeah. kind of thing? And then all of a sudden, ah, I'm useful again. But then also there's a little bit of learning boundaries as a grandparent yeah. and as a, as a parent setting boundaries with your parent. Um, Julie was interesting. I got so much from what she didn't say. The gaps. 
I just got so much from her. What a nice call. Thank you, Julie. I really enjoyed that. I look forward to speaking to you again. We'll take calls straight to air until one o'clock. Um, this is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Um, one of my, well, my client's Twitter feed has been hacked. David Babcock. Well, at the David though? Babcock. Has it though? Because you know that's a thing. People write outrageous things and then go, oh, hacked. Oh, at the David Babcock has been hacked. If you are listening, if you are the hacker, uh, we're, I'm locating your, um, was it piss? What do they call it? Piss? P-S, P-I-S? Piss? I'm mean, locating your P-I-S, your computer, it's a, your, uh, your provider of internet services. Oh. I've, anyway, I'm, I'm looking for that. your piss number and we will, we will track you down. Uh, so just hand it back to him. Call straight to it, 0344 499 1000. Good evening, line two, you're on the wireless. Good evening. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, it's the first time I've listened to the show tonight and I find it very interesting, so thank you for giving me entertainment for the last couple of hours. That's what we get paid to do. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been listening about the sexuality and Philip Schofield being mentioned and it's funny, as, as a gay man over the last week or so, um, quite a few people, colleagues um, and friends, have, have said to me, what do you think about Philip Schofield, or have you heard about Philip Schofield, and sort of asking me for a reaction? I would think because I'm a member of the LGBTQ plus alumni, like yourself, Ian, I don't know if you've experienced a similar thing. Well, yeah, I, but I've but I've said that to Catherine, who's a straight woman. I just think it's, it's, um, it's a very big talking point that I think yeah. a lot of people have kind of nudged each other and said, what do you see about Philip Schofield? What do you make of that? I don't know. I, I mean, you believe they're coming to you specifically because you're gay. And I think possibly in the workplace. Um, I, I'm, I'm sort of a, quite an, an open person. Um, and I think maybe older people than myself, I'm in my early 30s, sort of maybe people that don't understand it or find it hard to understand, they're not necessarily bigoted or prejudiced, but, it, you know, they, they maybe don't, they're not all fair with how sexuality is. You think that you, that you think that, that they might believe that you probably heard about it, because um, once you're a part of the LGBTQ+, plus, we, we all get um, uh, a secret, we all get a newsletter and a secret channel <laughs> to talk on, uh, on our walkie-talkies. You think that, that as a gay man, you, th God, I can't speak, you think that they believe that as you're a gay man, you might have more insight into it than, than they do. Definitely, yeah. But and they haven't said. They haven't to said people. to you, uh, "Oh, um, you're you're gay," because if they'd started with, "Oh, now you're gay," so what do you think of that? It, uh, uh, you know, it has been a very big talking point. So I just wondered how you yeah. came to the conclusion that they were talking to you about it because you're gay. I think there's not that many people in my workplace that are LGBTQ. Um, and I think the, the way they were sort of directing the questions okay. is it, okay. because of that. But also, the, I have a, one person did say to me, oh, did you know? As if, you know, like, I got the round robin six months ago <laughs> that it was going to happen. <laughs> and uh, did you um, know? But it's weird because it, I think some people are sort of interested. They wanted to try and understand it. 
And for me, you know, when they asked me, I just said, well, it, it's a thing. It's not a big thing. It's nothing specific. It, it's just sort of, it is what it is. It doesn't bother me. It, I find it good that people are able to come out after all this time. And I think a lot of, a lot of problems in the community with negativity come from people maybe not understanding. So I'm quite happy to discuss it, educate if I can. I'm not some LGBTQ totem, you know, but, uh, if they want to talk about it and I can give a, a little bit of insight into, you know, it's basically my opinion as much yeah, as... Yeah, exactly. Have. You're not a spokesman for, for gay people in the same way that, you know, we get we get a Muslim on the show. They're not a spokesperson for the Muslim community. You know, I'm a spokesperson for me. That's it. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I, don't, I, don't know what, I don't know what answer people necessarily want. I mean, people have sort of said in the past, or people... Not so with Philip Schofield, but people say, oh, well, they decided to be gay. And, you know, it, oh, yeah, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. I think people but, are coming round but, to But it. then again, I, I, I do sort of, you know, I've, I've said to them, well, he's, he's maybe realised he's gay now. He was in a, a straight relationship. You know, he was, he was happy with that for a long while, and, and maybe he's not now. But then again, I was sort of taught at school that you are born gay, and you don't just decide your sexuality. So I think some people I think people can suppress I think some people can kind of push it down for a while. I think some people can push it down for a while. I pushed down yeah. being bi for a while. Um and you know who knows who who, who knows I suspect that I would suspect that 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 the the majority or a significant number of of men in their 50s who are married but are actually gay have spent many many years in pain and emotional turmoil and and you know f wishing it would go away or feeling like a hypocrite or Whatever, whatever. We don't know. We don't know. I mean, I suppose that the, when he was sort of coming into his, you know, puberty and he's coming oh. into himself, discovering who he is, he oh. was probably like the late seventies. Attitudes were different, and yeah, yeah, he's possibly suppressed it for a, a long time, and a lot like a lot of people have, and probably are still doing as well. All right, hey, listen, nice to talk to you, man. Um, David Babcock, thank you for that. David Babcock has got his Twitter back. I would, uh, I think it's police matter, so we should probably stop talking about it. Uh, it's at the David Babcock. Uh, good evening, line one. You're on the wireless. Hi, it's uh, <clears throat> it's me again, Charles. <laughs> Hello, Charles. Yeah, oh, you spoke, uh, was it Monday? Oh, I thought, I don't know, I don't know! You're saying that I thought we spoke like five minutes ago, I'm thinking, what did we speak? No. I don't no, know where well, we spoke. I said, you, you, uh, you talked about you being a dad to your kids and you taking them on a trip or something, and I was saying, oh, you know, my dad isn't around, and, um, and it sounds like a great thing. Do you remember? Oh, yes, I do remember. Yeah. What you got for us um, tonight, Charles? That's not what I'm calling about tonight. No, I, um, I would just say you do a good job uh, defending yourself earlier. Um, when someone was trying to sort of bully you for your sexuality. I, I don't think, think it was job. bullying. I think it was a series of um, ill-judged comments that were not coming from a place of malice, but um, but but made me feel uncomfortable. And I, I politely, at the start, said, "I don't. I'm not really digging these comments." And they continued, and so I ended the conversation. And that's that's why I wouldn't I wouldn't go as far as say it was bullying. Um, you know, and it sometimes can turn into that, but yeah, it can do. I don't think it did in that instance, but yes, I think it, it can. Uh, it can yeah. turn into that, and I'm learning well, we, to stick up for myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know. I think you know. Obviously, it's, I know you've been on this journey for a few months now, and My it's whole life. tricky for you. My whole life you know? is a journey. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So I'm taking my time. Yeah. How's things going for yeah. you, Charles? Uh, pretty, pretty good. Yeah, uh, it's quiet these days, but I'm, I'm okay. You know. I'm um, going to go home. I'm going to get a Mackey D's on the way home. I don't care. And I'm going to go 
feed my cats, and I'm going to get into oh, bed, no. and I'm going to. They're doing all right. The cats are doing all right, man. They've got to get yeah, the babies. They've got to get the babies yeah. done this month. They're going to get their oh. bits yeah. done. Go on. George's testes finally reached George's optimum got power. Well, I don't know. I mean, no, his testicles are so small. But he's no threat. That's what the vet said. But I want them done yeah. so that um, I'm just worried that he's going to impregnate his sister. No, that's not good. You don't want that. We don't want that. We don't want incestuous kittens in my house. No, Although they come out, don't they? They're both oh. so cute. <laughs> we'll make yeah, I did hear you, you lost the older cat. I was sad to Velvet passed away. Velvet passed away, and yeah. I still get very sad about it. And I, can't, yeah. I still can't really talk about it. But uh, nice one, Charles. Thank you very much indeed. Funny, I start tearing up when you talk about um, the old lady, V. Thank you, Charles. Oh three four five four nine nine one five five. I can't find one. I'm gonna call. Let's get it on. La 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 la. Let's get it on. Let's get it on. What if there's like? What song is that? I wonder if there's a version of Let's Get It On that goes yeah 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 in Spanish. Let's get it on in Spanish. Spanish. Um, okay, we might have one. This is live. This is lo, Los Fantásticos Genitales. No, no, it's not genitales. Los Fantásticos Genitales. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Ah, los fantásticos genitales. What does that mean? The funky b- the fun- balls. F- fantastic genitals. There we go. Well, are they going to sing it in Spanish? I mean, They're my favourite band. Los, fanta- oh, los fantásticos genitales. Mm. Please sing in Spanish. That bass. Version en vivo de Masio Paca del famoso tema de Marvin Gaye. Oh, they're not going to sing, are they? Jump forward. No, he's not going to sing, is he? No. He's going to play the saxophone. They're just uh, Kenny G in it. Idiots. Hang on. Hang on. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Just do right and I want my bed. That's English. They're doing that in English. Um. Um. Mm. I'm going to try and sing it in Spanish. Oh God! I'm gonna have a go at singing it in Spanish. <coughs> Real Monte ha estado intenado carino, tratando de retener este sentimiento por tanto tiempo. Y si te sientes como yo me siento cariño, vamos, vamos, hagamos. Hagamoslo. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Hagamoslo. Amémonos, cariño. Hagamoslo. 
corazón hagámoslo todos somos personas sensibles con mucho que dar ¿Es Entiéndeme corazón si tenemos que estar aquí Vamos a vivir Vivir Vamos a vivir Te amo No hay nada malo en que yo te quiera Cariño, no, no Y que te entregues a mí Nunca puede estar Si el amor es verdad o cariño No sabes lo dulce y maravilloso que puede ser la vida Te pido cariño que lo hagas conmigo voy a preocupar, no voy a presionar, no te voy a presionar, cariño. Así como, 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 cariño, deja de andar con los dios. Hagámoslo. Sabes de lo que estoy hablando Vamos cariño Cariño es baby, right? Vamos cariño Deja que tu amor fluya Si crees en el amor Hagámoslo Hagámoslo cariño En este momento Hagámoslo Hagamoslo Sé que sabes con lo que estás soñando Verdad, cariño Todo mi cuerpo me hace sentir amor Getting raunchy, huh? Soy feliz no me voy a preocupar, no voy a presionar. No pressure, that means. There's a little. Spend four minutes begging. Vamos, 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 cariño. Deja de andar con rodeos. Sí, voy a hacerlo. Te estoy amenazando. No quiero que sentir yo que falso porque esté mal. Si el espíritu te comience, it goes on. There are more words. It does go on, though, doesn't it? It does go on. Vamos, vamos. No, Marvin. I like it. I feel like I'm with Julio Iglesias. Thank you so. It was beautiful. What a compliment! One of the. 
finest singers of all time. <laughs> I feel very, Thank you, Daryl. Serenaded. And I apologise to all of the ladies out there and all of the men, because we know I'm greedy, for feeling so horny now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Valentine's Day just started. Exactly. And oh, so is, is Daryl's show. So you, you can do what you need to do. Exactly. Daryl, 5830. I'm sorry there. I, I was getting on. That's all right. How so are well. you? Very, very oh, well. well. Very well. Watched up. Missed you yesterday. You've had some sleep, clearly. Missed you yesterday. <laughs> I haven't had well, much you sleep. you didn't miss us. I didn't know. We did miss you. Yeah. You did miss us. I didn't miss you. Richard Blanco's with us after. God, I've not got much time for Richard Blanco's with us after. That's your uh, fault because you were doing all that mystery bullshine. That's your your fault. I've ruined it, haven't I? I've ruined it. We're at Talk Radio. Talk Radio.